Peace and love, party people. It's Tyler Quali, the BKMC, the MCEO, the Little Lebowski Urban Achiever. We are still in Miami right now. We are live from Juicy Juice Bar. Not in Miami, but in Hollywood, Florida. Right. You know what I'm saying? The real Floridians know the difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're here for a reason. This is a family establishment. We're not just here to get juice. Mm-hmm. We're not just here to get the juicy tidbits <laughs> or the gossip. Because we're not about that gossip. We're about that real, real hip-hop and to borrow from my cousin, my sister podcast, we are here to give luminaries their flowers. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves because today's episode of People's Party is a special one. It's almost like a crossover with another podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This guest today is hailing from Left Rack City in Queens, New York. We're going to talk about Queens, his journey from Queens, New York. All the way to Miami, all the way to the top of the charts has led him to the upper echelons of hip-hop royalty. He started his career as half of one of the most important duos that hip-hop has ever seen, Capone and Noriega. They graced us with classic albums, War Report, The Reunion. He ventured out as solo. He didn't skip a beat. We got Super Thug. We got nothing. We got Grimy. We got Oyemi Kanto. He showcased his versatility. He worked with all different types of producers, from Easy LP to Swiss Beats to the Neptunes. Matter of fact, a lot of y'all even started checking for the Neptunes on a production tip because of this man. Never content to just be right where he was at. He always strive for bigger and better. He's a storyteller. He transitioned seamlessly into the world of media as the co-host. Shout out to my man EFN of one of the most legendary podcasts of all time, Drink Champs. He's given us unparalleled insights into the lives and the stories of hip-hop and music's finest. From tracks that have become anthems, collaborations with the greatest MCs, the greatest producers, this man has come from the streets to our hearts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not just an interview, it's a conversation, it's a celebration of a legacy. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my man Jose Luis podcast copy. <laughs> Noriega. Uh, yes, 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 man. Thank, yes, thank yes, you. yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, yes. I used to be giving the flowers. I'm not used to receiving the flowers. I'm sitting over here nervous and shit. Yeah. Like, wow, because I, I, I'm, I always was a guy to like, you know, I didn't, I didn't make up the phrase give flowers, but I feel like I made it hot in hip hop. Yes. Because I felt like, one, Sorry, guys, I know this wasn't a question. No, no, but, no, but, this is what we need. This but, is the um, energy we need. But, like, I always felt like it doesn't take nothing away from me as a man to show you how great, you know, the, the next person is. So that's something that I take pride in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, because me and EFN knew we wanted to give a platform that once we built it to legends. Mm-hmm. But I want to even give it to people who, who may have not have as much success as me, who may have not been, you know, who might not have platinum plaques. Because you don't have platinum plaques or you didn't go gold, that doesn't mean that you're not still a legend. Right. That you're not still important, that you're not still um, in this game. And I, I just feel like it's catching on now. I feel like everyone else is, is they want to give people their flowers now. Everyone wants to give people their flowers. But mm-hmm. go Google seven years ago. Word. Nobody did. Everyone was hating on each other. Word. <laughs> and we Word. were like, yo, we wanted to do that. And it's it's so beautiful, like, to have somebody like Memf Bleak come on the show. And then I me just see Memf Bleak out every week after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Me have, like, Mike Geronimo on, on the show. And then to Shout see to Mike, Mike Geronimo, G. like, you know, being important. 
going everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it, I take pride in that. I take pride in, like, you know what I mean? Like, having special ed on. And although, like... And getting them into arguments you, with, yes. <laughs> although, with the whole of the West Coast. <laughs> although although I, didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that part. Shout you know, out to I didn't Dollar know, Cat Productions. Yeah, I didn't know that part. <laughs> but, um, but we wanted to give special ed... His props, you know what I mean? No doubt. And, um, he from my neighborhood. Yeah, and that's that's really what it, it's about. Like, our generation, we are superheroes. Before I got here, I was watching this John Gotti documentary. And this lady was was describing him as a superhero. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, so who was the next superheroes after? And you know who it is? Rappers. Before and after. Yeah. We've been superheroes, but this was mob figures. And I'm yeah. like, is that, we, is that that this is on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. It's a thing about old New York. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but they talk about how Gotti was in the Fair neighborhood. City. Fair City. Fair yeah, City. Yeah, That's Fair what it City. was. Yep. I saw that doc. too. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. But it let me know, like, I, I don't know if I ever said this, or maybe I did. I'm not sure. But there's an incident that happened in Hot 97. I mm-hmm. was not there. Mm-hmm. But I'm eating dinner one time. This Italian guy comes up to me. He buys me a drink. He's like, he, whatever it was, or he sends me something. And he's like, man, I want to thank y'all, but I don't know what he's talking about. Mm. So I'm like, all right, cool, because I'm just thinking he's a fan. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 no problem, man. Thank you. you, you right. But the whole time, he was looking at the Hot 97 paper. Mm. And what he was basically telling me is, you rappers took the, the, the light off of us. Took the heat. Because our tax bracket was changing, and our tax bracket was either going to them or even more. And I didn't realize I got this to my face. <laughs> it was like the Godfather movie when it's it was, like, yeah, it was, we, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't sell that. We we let the niggas do that. Yeah, it was almost, it was almost that to the T. Yeah, like he, he, I realized he was looking at the paper and he was, he thanked me. For him thinking that I was as ignorant as he he the paper read, mm-hmm. and that's what he said. He said, "I wanted to thank you," and I, I just it was it was crazy because I'm watching the um the the Gotti thing now, and they're describing him as people in the neighborhood as a superhero, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Damn, yo, we we the new superheroes, right? Like we are, like yeah." But now was, yeah. you you brought up that. Hot 97 thing, which you've spoken about many times, and yeah. you wasn't there, so of yeah, course no one could hold you mm-hmm. accountable for what's going on. But you know, it fractured relationships in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, you and I are both friends with Foxy Brown. Shout yeah, out to Foxy I Brown. Love Foxy, I love um, Foxy. CNN, NCs, NCs, NCs. Yeah, yes. shout out to Lil C. CNN, yeah. especially when Capone came home, just from a fan perspective, because I ain't know y'all back then like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Part of the CNN thing was. Brash, mm. real, aggressive. Like mm. the record that Foxy Brown is on is we gonna thug this shit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and if you was in outside in New York at the time, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The shit was going down when that record was playing. Right. It wasn't just about whatever issues Foxy and Kim had. You right. know what I'm saying? But I love the fact that I've heard you speak about, and more than one occasion, Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. has put you in a position mm-hmm. for you to have closure. On certain situations, like yes. you spoke about how Buster Rhymes brought you around Kim for the first time mm-hmm. after that incident. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I went to a Buster show. Um, you know, to quite frankly answer the question, just blunt and as honest as possible. Possible, mm-hmm. I wish I didn't get involved. I didn't understand females' beef 
I didn't understand how females, they're different from men. Mm-hmm. Female, we, we, females will really take it to that limit. And I didn't realize, like, I love Fox. This, that's, that's my sister. She can mm-hmm. call me anytime. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to text. Any type of the night, whatever. But I wish I didn't take that stand. What happened was, mm-hmm. it's very simple. Marv Deep had, hot damn hole, here we go again. Right. And we like, oh shit, they're killing them. We're in our fake competition with Marv Deep. Not, <laughs> not real competition, because we see each other, we, we give each other's fires, but you know. Right. So we're like, all right, cool, let's get Fox. Fox came to that studio with vengeance that night. We couldn't stop her if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. She had like 16 rhymes. And believe me, when I tell you the one that we winded up with was the least disrespectful. It like, was very... Uh... And that was, listen, <laughs> that was disrespect, right. but it was the least disrespectful. And I didn't know at the time, so I lived to keep it real with you, I didn't know that if you get on my record and you diss somebody, mm-hmm. that people get mad at, mad at me too. Right. I, I thought at the time, like, oh, okay, that's, that's between girls. But then it trickled down to all this other thing. And it was probably, that's a couple of other moments, but it's probably one of my most embarrassing times in hip-hop because Big called me to get on T.O.N.Y. Remix. Mm. Like, I always cry when I watch Big movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's making these calls at the end. Like, just calling people randomly. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. I know for a fact, I was one of those calls. Mm. I remember Big calling me and playing T.O.N.Y. me, because it wasn't out yet. Nasheen mm-hmm. Myricks had, had played it for him. Mm-hmm. So Shout I remember him, him saying, like he actually, I think he kicked half of the rhymes in me. Mm. And I was just like, holy shit. And I was so stupid. At the time, I didn't put Nasheen Myricks with Big. So I asked Big, I was like, how did you get that record? <laughs> like, because like, the record hadn't dropped. So right. I was just like, you know, back then, everyone was bootlegged. And I, I didn't care that Big said he had a verse for me. Right. I was so scared to, to be in bootlegged. And so I say that to say, like, had Big did that, that would have changed the trajectory of, of our career at that right. time. And he was willing to do that. He was willing to listen to some un... Well, we had LALA out. He didn't He didn't want to co-sign LALA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just spoke to C's about that. Big was definitely on that. He didn't. He didn't want to open up the wounds more than it was because he was. He wanted to keep the lines of communication open. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Like he actually, I seen him at the tunnel, and he told me like, "Yo, I'm not gonna use that because it's L A L A. It's for a bad boy mixtape. It wasn't an original record. Mm-hmm. It's for a bad boy mixtape." And you talking about this? Is Big had heard the original version with the dinner? Yeah, da-da. he heard the original. He had, he, yeah. Well, um. We wanted his cosign. Like it yeah. was because y'all was y'all was trying to put off for the city as we well. We were trying to put off for him particularly. Yeah. We yeah. wanted we wanted um him to be like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, you representing the city. It was the exact opposite. He was so he was so smart for his age. Like when you think about it, like he was like, nah, I, I don't want to participate with that. Mm-hmm. Like what they're accusing me of, I ain't do. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, now. That shit makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. He Let was, me get a napkin. But um, He was operating like a grown-ass man in his yeah, early 20s. in his early 20s. Like 24, 22 or something like that. Thank you, bro. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so good looking damn. All right, everywhere. Yeah, so uh <laughs> that was funny. That's well. a lot of love. That's, yeah, 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 that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Let me get a napkin. <laughs> that's funny as hell. But um <laughs> I say that to say that was embarrassing for me because mm-hmm. like if Big was alive, let's suppose Big was alive and he would have did to you and wild, like he would that would have been my dog. Like that would that mm-hmm. would have been this relationship formed. And the fact that we went, like, they crew went at us and we went at them, it's something I regret. It's something I regret. Well, I think, you know, there's a certain amount of that street energy that y'all were participating in at a time. A certain mm-hmm. amount, of, in order to get to that level of, because you got to get to a level of callousness mm-hmm. to even do some, participate in some of that shit. Mm-hmm. There's a certain energy around CNN and not just CNN, but a lot of the, the street groups at that time of like, I don't give a fuck. You know right. what I'm saying? And right. it's aggressive and it's hip-hop and it's like, yo, that's just hip-hop. It's right. spirit of competition. Right. You know, competition when you're younger is different when you're older. Right. When you're older, you're looking at competition like, well, damn, if I win, somebody got to lose. And do I want my black people to lose? Yep. But when you're younger, you're looking at competition like, nah, fuck that. You know what's the funniest part about the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I know I said this, I might have, might have, might have not. Prodigy didn't want his verse on the record. On the LALA. Prodigy actually laid his verse. He was the only person, because no one could tell that he was going at LA or not. Remember, mm-hmm. they got on their record. They was like, yo, B, yo, God. Right, right. So we got on, yo, and we were whatever. What a fool. We, yeah, we did, we, we, did, we did whatever. So, but we not dissing. No, my, my dudes right here, these dudes who were with me, <laughs> yeah. they both from California. Oh, yeah, so they, so they know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. They was like, wait, this is, this is how noise starts <laughs> 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 By the way, I wasn't ready for none of that drama. Like, I remember a dude from my hood saying, man, you going that shook, now Like, we didn't know what the hell we was doing, but the, ironically, the funniest part about it is, I remember they calling and saying, yo, Prodigy doesn't want to be a part of the record anymore. He had a verse on it and it said, JFK on my way to LA. So out of everyone else's lyrics, no one lyrics was going at them. No one was dissing them. That's my car? Oh. Oh. That's, that's, that's gangster alarm coming on. This is just, oh, this is just organic shit. Yeah. So well, I remember them calling and saying, Prodigy doesn't want to be on I believe if Steve Rifkin called himself because we had a relationship with Loud, a great relationship. And I remember we happened to take, we had no runs. It was on Penalty Records. Right. At the time, Penalty is not the conglomerate it turned out to be mm-hmm. eventually. So, you know, Neil Levine was kind of like scared and was like, nah, we can't put out Prodigy's verse. So we left Prodigy on the hook, mm-hmm. but we took his verse off. And I remember the day we shot this video, shot the video, they also said, Prodigy's not coming to the video. Mm. I remember me being so pissed. And this is your first time in this the industry? This is my first time. Yeah. And I didn't know that this is how this works. Like, people got to clear a record. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd just get a verse from you and and I just throw the shit out. I didn't right. know I had to clear. I got to get your signature. Right. I got to get your manager's signature. I got to get the label's signature. Right. So I remember we were shooting the video. They're like, Prodigy's not coming. And then... Um, what was that record that hit him up? Drop. Right. Prodigy's at that video the next day. Word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, right. we didn't even talk about it. Like, he just showed up in the video set. And it's like, 
This is a this is this is a monumental time in hip hop. Like I remember me regretting though. Like damn, Tupac ain't this me. Like, <laughs> you ain't like that just, yeah. we just spoke to C's. I was like, yo, it's Tupac just you like three times on that one song, bro. You really had an effect on yes, that. Yes, that's kind of like dope yeah. if Pac yeah. was this. I was like, you missed me. Like I'm, I'm over here. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Like like it's just, and I and the fact is, I never got to meet Tupac. Mm-hmm. So um. I always vicariously talk about Tupac mm. through the podcast, but I'm really, it's really because I'm curious. Right. Because one thing about Pac is, if I ask you about how Pac is, you'll have an opinion. If I ask mm. Tretch how Pac is. But you spoke about how mm. um, Capone is from Queensbridge, yes. you from Left Rack City. Yeah. You know, let's go back to the era when you used to snatch Lee Patches. Yes, yes, you know yes, yes, no problem. And, and talk to me about mm-hmm. Left Rack City and the fact that in your adult life, Mm-hmm. You grew up to the point. You your life is so crazy that you actually know Samuel. I know Lefrak. I'm going to his party tomorrow. I'm going to Sam. <laughs> you know Le- the owner of the project. Yes, that he grew I'm up going in. to Sam Lefrak, a party. I think it is tomorrow. And you know, Queensbridge is just like any other projects. Is actually owned by the city. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got older that I realized that I'm I, I don't live in a project. I live in a complex. Mm-hmm. But this complex is owned by somebody. So. Which is dope. Like, I look at Left Rack now, like, it's getting better and better and better and better. Meanwhile, I look at certain projects in New York City, and it's getting worse and worse. I remember me meeting this woman in Queensbridge. And she not knowing she lived in the hood. Mm. She heard shootouts every night. She seen people get mugged. But the projects at that time respected their elders. Right. They respected their elders so much so that I had to have I had to tell her, you live in the hood. <laughs> you understand? That's how we were back then. We right. really held the doors for ladies. That shit was amazing to me that I had to speak to a woman. I, it's a woman like that in 40 Projects, too. Um, who just the, the the people was just so respectful back then. And life has just changed so much, man. Like, like. I can't, I can't, like sometimes I listen to these new artists' records and they're dissing the dead. Yeah. And they're, they're saying about what they're doing. Like, I, I'm the wrong person to judge, right? My whole, my whole first two careers or three was based on me saying what I saw. Most of the shit I did, I remember Tragedy had to tell me that one day. Tragedy was like, yo, you don't have to keep saying everything you did. You could exaggerate a little bit. Right. And I didn't think that was cool to exaggerate. I just wanted to do... And when I listened back to my fucking music, I'm like, holy shit, what was wrong with me? Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> like, what, like, like, I literally said that. I look, I'm like, wow, damn. Like, wait a minute, man. I was, I was not happy. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, it's just like... Holy and it's crazy because it really is like two different people. Like, am I still that person? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen life now. I've seen that I made the war report for people in Left Rack and Jamaica Queens and Queens Ridge. I never knew somebody in Brooklyn would even listen to my shit. I thought I thought my language. It was and, just right where you saw your. Per- it's right was in front of you, and that's I, it. I remember there was no social media. Mm-hmm. It was no way. Like, all you motherfuckers that be like, 
The war report was classic. Where was y'all at when the war report was at? <laughs> it was out, motherfucker. They like, wasn't. They, you you had to be down by law. You yes, had to know. You had to yes. in order to be in, into the war report because I had the war report mm-hmm. and I used to listen to it mm-hmm. all the time. Like I'm not faking the funk out here. But, like war war report but, and reunion yep. stayed on constant rotation for me. Yep. But in order for me to do that, to be, yep. I had to be living in New York. Yep. I had to be listening to Hot 97. Yep. I had to be listening to mixtapes. Yep. I had to be going to Holla at Girls in Queens. Mm-hmm. I had to be going to Queens mm-hmm. Day, to Harlem Week. You yep. had to be immersed in the culture yes, to you, know you're right. You're right. how important that album was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But like, like that's why when people see me now, they be like, hey, man, the war report is my shit. I be looking at them like, man, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, for real, because we didn't see it back then. And back then, like it was, I didn't know I was successful until NRE album. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say, I felt like I made Pharrell secondhand successful. I am not the person to take all of Pharrell and um, Chaz accolades, but I was a person that I walked in Sound on Sound Studios. Mm-hmm. And I remember Sound on Sound used to have a private eyes. It was the strip club right next to it. So I used to always go on sound on sound. I was just looking private eyes first. Like, hey, wait a minute. Let me see if I see a little bit. Right? And then I walked in. And Pharrell, like, he, 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 when I tell him this story, he puts his head down. Right. Because he's trying to be humble, even though he's really not humble. But, <laughs> I mean, but, you just came from seeing Pharrell at Louis Vuitton yeah, yeah, and Monaco. Yeah, so, so he says, he says, he says, well, I ain't see Pharrell. I said to the guy that was cool with him. Okay. But, um, so he says, he says to me, the first person that listened to me is going to be number one. Mm. And I remember because they didn't, no one, we had heard about like Neptunes, like there was little whispers and things, but I felt like he, I was the first, pause, I was the first person for him to try to get on the record with. Like he would produce, he didn't want to produce and then get on the record with, with a lot of people. Yeah. But I felt like he produced that record. And I remember... Like this is this is a funny story. I remember he was the first producer to take how I count bars and make it a hook. Every every record that I recorded up up until that point had that same hook on there. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I count bars. What 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 one what 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 two what 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 three. So I would do it eight times and then I would go to my next verse because remember I was God body at that time. I re- I never wrote rhymes in the studio. I had them shits in my heart. Right, and you he start, was, yeah. You started writing in jail. Uh, yeah, so so Pharrell was the first person to understand that that was a hook. That wasn't counting bars. That was much more than that. Yeah, I understood where the Neptune was going. I, a lot of people don't know this about my history, but mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. right when you was working on Super Thug, right. Khalees was my best friend. Oh wow! And I, I was up in that. Harlem with Courtney Brown and Khalees. Let me get some. And when I hate you so much right now in that era when that was mm-hmm. first popping off, mm-hmm. like you know. And then, you know, Pharrell produced my album, uh, 2004, right. on uh, Beautiful Struggle. He did Broken Glass. Wow. Um, the Neptunes. Not just Pharrell, but the right, Yeah, yeah, Neptunes. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Chad. I got to always keep saying the Neptunes. I keep forgetting, man. Yeah, I'm shout sorry. out to Chad. I love you, Chad. Um, I remember when Pharrell sold me that beat. I hear, when I hear stories of how Pharrell did the right. other beat people, I remember, I remember him being, you know, in the studio. We was in Record Plant in wow. L.A. Record Plant, okay. Yeah, and okay. he was like, you know, jumping on tables and... And really selling. Jimmy yes. Ivey like was Dr. in the room. That was Dr. Dre's um, studio. Yes, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Ivey, yeah. And so, no, but it's, 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 it's not 
It's not a lie. It's absolutely factual to say that as talented as the Neptunes are, right. the Neptunes is one of the greatest hip-hop production duos of all time. Of course. They was going to make it with or without NOR. Yes, I, I, I wholeheartedly they believe gonna that. They was going to make it. But, but the first time people checked for them was yes. Super Thug. Yes. And then, and then Grimy. And then... Uh, I wholeheartedly believe... It was Oh No. That was Oh No. Oh it was no, Super yeah. Thug. I remember... I swear to God. I swear to God. And I know it's going to sound crazy. But I remember taking Pharrell... To Jay, to Nas. I remember after Oh No and Big Tigger denies this. No, he doesn't <laughs> deny it. He doesn't deny it. He just doesn't address it. I remember I presented Oh No video and I just spent fucking 850000 to like a couple a uh, mill with Hype Williams and I present the shit to Rap City and Big Tigger says to me, you should stop working with the Neptunes. All of their beats sound the same. <laughs> and I remember being so offended by this. And Tigger's my man. Right. He's Rap City. He's basically telling me, I don't think I'm going to play your video. And I, don't I, think, remember, see, I don't think Tigger was wrong in his assessment in terms of the Neptunes no, have a production style. Yeah, a style. When just you like hear, Primo. When you hear a Neptunes beat, you're like, that sound like the Neptunes. Yep. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad... But I remember me believing in... I, I, I was like, I'm not... I'm Tigger's not. a gatekeeper at this point. Yeah, Rhapsody he's a gatekeeper. So, so I didn't know... I didn't know that Tigger had a PD. I didn't know that he had a program director. He, I didn't know that people told him what to say. So right. in my mind, when he's saying this to me, I'm saying, holy shit, I'm never going to get played on Rap City. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm never going to get played on The Basement. And I was so glad that he's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so glad because I was just... I wanted to be like, yo, um, like, Pharrell, work with somebody else. Like, work with somebody else. And then I remember him starting to work with other people because they just thought it was my chemistry with, with, with the Neptunes they, at, at, at first. And especially with them being on the record. Because remember, I believe that they did, they did uh, uh, Rum Shaker. They, they, they worked before. Yeah, because they, they worked came with through Teddy, Teddy Riley. Yeah, came through Teddy Riley, but mm -hmm. no one had put them on the record. And I remember, I remember that video like it's yesterday. That's why I know, I know Pharrell and you are LMVMH and all that shit. I ain't never. I'm gonna send you the clip of the Super Doug every week, <laughs> every week to remember your humble beginnings. It changed like, my life. Like, like Super Thug is is such an important record to hip hop, right? Um, but knowing anything about it, sounds like a Neptune's record. Yep. Grimy sounds like a Neptune's record. Yep. Nothing sounds like a Neptune's record. Yep. But it's like. The Neptunes are such good producers that these also sound like what? Nori has to rhyme on this. Yes. It always yes. sounds perfect for yes. what, where you were at. Yes. Not just lyrically, but career-wise. Like, yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's so beautiful because um, I know it's always Pharrell giving it, kind of like giving it up to me, telling me that we was like the first people to work with him. Um, and, and I think he said it in a rhyme. It was like, yo, Noriega gave us help. But I just wanted to say something to, to wherever they guys are mm -hmm. at. Y'all changed my life, too. Yeah. Like, I remember not... The War Report had no South shows. Right. Like, you could just listen to The War Report and be like, niggas in Atlanta ain't fucking with this. Right, <laughs> right, like, right. You could just listen and be like, uh, LA maybe. You know what I mean? Right. But you had, like you said, you had to be a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. When I did Super Thug, it was my first commercial success. Mm -hmm. Like, I started to get shows in different places. And I started to open up to the world. Because remember, my first record before Super Thug was N-O-R-E. N-O-R-E with number one in New York. I was like, I'm good. Right, I'm, I'm good. good. That's, at the time, New York, we ran the world. Like, we were some spoiled bastards. 
Like, so if he was number one in New York, he was number one all over the country. But I remember me doing Super Thug, and I can remember this like it was yesterday. We had a DJ meeting where we go. See, back then, both stations or all stations could come in the same room. They ain't have beef. They wasn't, they wasn't gang tripping. You know, now they tripping. But um, I remember me playing it for everybody. And I remember everybody saying, wreck is never going to work. Mm. It's too dark. Mm. Mind you, they don't know Pharrell and Chad is, is, is in a T-shirt. They're the furthest things from a thug. Right. They don't know about the N-E-R-D. <laughs> Just, they they, they, this, this, wasn't, this wasn't out at the time. So yeah. people were hearing this beat. Now it sounds cool because you know why? They said it's too dark. So you know what I did? I went and shot the video in Vegas. And I purposely did not one nighttime scene. Mm. I purposely handpicked. I said, okay, I'm going to change mm. your mind. If you think, so you, now you think of Super Thug, you think of the desert. You think of me running around in a right. camel. You think of me jumping up. What? I have leather, leather, leather. I don't know what was wrong. I thought I was Eddie Murphy. I had the leather uh, uh, short set on. I don't even think a short set and leather go together. But <laughs> You know what I mean? But I was like, all right, cool. But... Now, when you see the when you see it, you think brightness. But science if you, right there. That's but science. if you heard it, this this was an unfamiliar sound at the time, and I was so related to like Havoc and like like Primo, like some or, or these type of dark producers that these people thought that Pharrell was a tough guy. They thought this Chad Beats was probably like right running around with, get, with, with with chains and 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 bats and meanwhile this is the exact opposite but I was trying to keep that away as much as possible right. until the video dropped and when I when we had the video I just knew I know it's so easy cuz I, I I went to like I said I went to 50 cent show the other day and you know I was the first person to work with 50 cent yep I, I was the first person so it's so easy for me to say right now I knew what 50 is going to be so it's so easy for me to say I knew that the Neptunes was going to be this but it's it's not easy when it's the truth. That's right. It's actually documented. Like I see, I, I went and I saw Fifty perform on stage, and I saw Buster Rhymes perform on stage. I had to leave. I had to, I cried mm. because I, I yeah I did. I cried because I was like, damn, I really did see the beginning of this right. shit. You know what right. I mean? And um, you know, Buster's my one of my, my closest friends, and he out there still doing his thing, busting these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting back like, really, we're in Nice. I didn't even know how to pronounce it at first. It's like, we're going to Nice. No. <laughs> no, it's niece. called Nice. Because it's Nice, my love flippers. Because it's Nice. And right. we're in Nice and I'm watching Busta Rhymes and Jeremiah perform and 50 Cent tear it down. I'm talking about tear it down. And pardon me to say this like this, but when I turned and I looked, there was very seldom of these, of, this, right. of, of my people of my color. But guess what? They loved it just as much. And That's this right. is... And then it, and it made me think of Biggie. Did you ever think that hip hop would make it this far? That's right. That's right. Like this, this was emotional for me. Like I was looking like, yo, we made it. And then it was crazy because I did Wu Tang concert before you got you got on it. I didn't perform, mm -hmm. but I went and I seen Wu Tang perform, and I seen you know how it it, it all got together. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like I'm so proud of where hip hop is at in life. Yeah, I'm man. so proud that we're growing up. I'm so proud that people around the world understand that this isn't a fad. This is, this is, you know, mm -hmm. one of the greatest gifts 
of life. Just think about it, man. Right like up. you're from Brooklyn. I'm from Left Right. We're not supposed to be in Miami right now at a juice bar. You know what I mean? Like we're not supposed to be like we. It, I, I, I remember watching your 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 clip with Yusuf Shalom and him saying that was embedded in us that we wouldn't make 21. That's right. Like That's right. how fucking whack of a life it is for you to 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 for someone in the hood to actually expect you not to make it over 21. Word. Now let's That's talk horrible. about the hood and, and right. particularly hood hood you from. Mm-hmm. Queens get the money all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to 50, shout out to Jungle. Mm-hmm. That's my man. Very yes. close with. Yeah. Um, shout out to Nas, as you just mentioned. Yes. I was just on a New York State of Mind yes. tour with Nas and Wu-Tang. And, yes. and, and what Nas is doing is, is so important for the culture right now. Yeah. Um, shout out to G-Rap, who yep. is a foundational to what you do. Yes. Um, Royal Flush is going through some things right now. Yeah, I spoke to him. Um, I called him. Our communication with each other has to be better. Mm-hmm. Just like I said about 50 Cent, and I just said about um, the Neptunes, I was also probably one of the first people to collab with Flush, besides obviously right. Geronimo and Lars Pro because right. of his affiliation. That uh, what's Medallion's record? Yeah, Ice Down Medallion. Ice Down Medallion's record is crazy. I, I remember a lot of records you got with him. I remember he he hit Capone in jail, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was like, "I need Nori on the record," and I was like, "This is weird because you know our hood kind of had beef, Flushing and Left Rack. It kind of had beef, but it had nothing to do with us, like direct." But our hoods kind of did have beef, hit one of his mans, whatever, whatever. So I remember, I'm like, all right, cool. Come see me. And I was like, yo, Flush, come see me. I'm one million percent down with him. Like, you know what I mean? And I remember I, I was too ignorant to, to not have 50 people with me. <laughs> and so I'll say that to say, me and Flush has been cool since. And I hated that I had to hear that he's going through anything through the internet. Yeah. I, I, just, more in touch. I just hate you out of town, you, you're out of the country, and you turn on Instagram and you see, yo, man, get well soon, flush, like, oh, like, whatever. Like, man, I, I, I'm so much more of a, I'm so much more available. Mm-hmm. And I get it. People looking, they going on Instagram, they seeing my clips, or they seeing, and, and people like, oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna bother you. Fuck that, bro, bother me. Like right. and you got genuine love. You got and you're genuine not bothering love. me. That, that's what's crazy. So I, I kind of hate it, but I reached out immediately. I hit my man Mayor. Mayor uh, hit him say, "Yo, he can't talk." And so I sent out a text, and his wife texted me back and was like, "Yo, I read him your text," and he smiled. Word. And I was like, "That that shit meant so much to me." Like word, because it's like, yo. Whether I'm Nori, whether you Talib, we have a relationship already. And our relationship should be honored. It doesn't mean, you know, it it, it doesn't mean like one, it, it means one hand to wash the other, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't mean like, I don't know how to articulate this, but what I'm trying to say is, Life has been so crazy and life has changed so much that we have to be in, co- in communication with each other. That's right. We, we have to. Too. We're getting older. We, yeah. we, need to, we need to talk. We need to... And um, that was one of the... That, that was... I was definitely... I, 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 I texted right back and I, you know, reached out and 
He was, because, you know, I was thinking where I was at was like 4 o'clock in the morning when I got the thing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to, because that's what's crazy. I'll reach out. Mm -hmm. I'll be feeling like people don't reach out to me because they're looking at the success or they're looking like the accessibility is not Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And people don't want to be bugaboos. People have pride and... People, nah. people respect the fact that you. They know that you're busy. Nah. It's a lot of that. Nah, I, I can't. I can't respect it. No, all oh, I need. If you're my people, man, reach out. If, if it's something I could do to help, and it's not. It's not always about money, neither. It's, it's about like, like, like I said, I text him, and his wife answered. And his wife was like, "Yo, he smiled." Right. Like. If that's something I could be there for, I want to be. Right, right. Right. I'm never too busy. For any of my friends that I consider I love, if I got love for you, I'm sorry. You got to be a real dickhead to fall out of love with me. I'm just being honest because I'm going, it's like I was saying to my friend earlier, it's like, if I feel like you did something wrong, I'm going to tell you. Right. And I want it to be vice versa. So this way we have an honest relationship and we move forward in in in, in real time. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, cool. Well, Talib, Talib in Miami, but then Talib don't want to tell me to do the People's Party. No, Talib. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You know I hit you up. Yes, like, yes. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I, know, <laughs> I know I'm using you as an example, right, right, right. but I'm not using you as an no, example. I what what I mean is, like, so many people will will drop that ball. Like, like this is, this, this is, this is, this is what, what we are. Like, one half, you know how many times you did Drink Champs? You did Drink Champs even when Drink Champs wasn't Drink Champs. By the way, I'm I'm gonna campaign right now for a drink champs green jacket for okay. people who have been on more than five oh, times. I need my jacket. That's a great idea. Yeah. Or like the golf jackets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. taking your idea. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> oh, that is hard. That I is see, hard. I didn't have to campaign that hard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, that is hard. And that's what I'm saying. So this is actually, but but most people, like I, I say, I say this all the time. I say I don't have pride when it comes to me succeeding to another place. Right. And you know who don't have pride? DJ Khaled taught me this. Mm-hmm. When DJ Khaled wants something from you, he going to find you in Nebraska. Yep. He going to find you Part of his in success. little his Italy. Yep. He going to find... He has no pride. Khaled will call you. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. yo, yo, yo no, are you good? Are we still... We still good for Thursday. We still good for Thursday. <laughs> and you like, yeah. You're like... Yeah, college, you, I, I can't hear my word. And he'll do it again, and he'll do it again, he'll do it again. And it, it reminded me of the relentlessness I used to have prior to the success. Why should that relentlessness stop with any success? A lot of people don't know, and I'm going to just say this out here. We interviewed um, DJ Scratch, and we're going to do that again. Shout out to DJ Scratch, because we're going to do that interview again. But right. he defended Khaled, and uh, you know, I was outside. Yeah. When Khaled was popping in opium. Yes. I wasn't really outside yeah. when Khaled was popping with the reggae parties. Right, But I've right. heard the legacy. Right, yeah. And Khaled, Khaled people got to put respect on his name. Yeah, Khaled deserves every accolade that he get. And like I said, when he was on college radio, mm-hmm. he calls me the same way. If he needs something for me, he does not care I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> he right. does not. I don't even think he'll say, yo, I know you're busy. Right, like, right, right, I don't right. even think he'll say that. I think he'll right. just be like, yo, no, you know, I need you Thursday. Thursday, 8 a.m. But you also know that when you work with him, he going to make That's it passion. official. That's it's, passion. Yeah, I love man. that passion. Shout out to Khaled. It, it's like, I'm sorry to jump around. I tell producers all the time. I say, if your passion is not like Swiss Beats, 
then don't participate. Then you shouldn't participate in this game. Right if you ask Swiss Beats right now to this day, and you bring up Bad from TV, he'd be like, "I'm still mad at Nori." <laughs> this is 25 years ago. One of the greatest uh, posse <laughs> yeah, cuts. Posse all, cuts was still a thing back then. One time. of the greatest posse cuts of all time. Everyone on their A game. Yes. The nigga Nature said, I get yeah. pussy because my, my father's, father's features. features. Come on, bro. You'll you, you pop another bottle, but Come let me on, just tell bro. you. Let me just say, as that great. That still working the club. Yes. Too. As great as Band from TV is, the beat never dropped. No. And Swiss Beats dun, never... Dun, there's dun, a whole dun, nother dun, part dun, 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 of Band from TV somewhere that has a whole nother beat. And Swiss Beats has never forgave me for it. Word. Even though the record is a success, it's a hit record, and I, and I appreciate that so much. I tell that to Swiss. I say, yo, I always want to bring up the Band from TV story just to make you mad for 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could go ace, yes. yes. We, could, we could get on our Brooklyn shit. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah... I say that to say, like, this passion in this game. Like, when people say they're getting into this for money, those are probably most of the unsuccessful people in the world. That's right. If you don't have passion, if like, I would sincerely rhyme for free. That's right. I would sincerely rhyme for free. Not I, all the time, though. No, I went to your party. I went to the party, okay. the, the 25 anniversary party. Oh, yeah, party. yeah, yeah. I didn't want to rhyme. You didn't no, no, want to no, rhyme. No, 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 no. I didn't want to rhyme. That's a special, that's a special <laughs> moment. I wanted to see my... Thank you for uh, participating. Uh, but I had a great hip-hop moment in yeah. that party because shout out to my man, uh, DJ Fly Guy, mm. who's been killing it in Miami for mm-hmm. so long. And that's his brother is, um, is Selwyn. Mm-hmm. Who used to be at the source of okay. one of the, okay. the hip hop magazines? Okay, you know what I'm saying. So he's mm-hmm. and you had him DJing the party because yes. he's a Miami party yes. guy. Yes, and what this is one of the greatest moments I ever witnessed in my life. Right. I'm in there with you know shout out to Raymond Santana, one of the exonerated five, and yep. and Fat Joe was in there, Jim yep. Jones was in there, yep. and we all celebrating the anniversary of Nori's debut album. Yep. And we all celebrating the hip hop and the era mm-hmm. and Fat Joe mm-hmm. from the Bronx, yep. Nori from Queens, yep. and he threw on the South Bronx. Ooh. And you said, hold on. With all due respect. Not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight. We're not listening to South Bronx tonight. Mm-mm. Now, I want you to speak a little yeah. bit about, because you part of the era, shout out to Royal Flush and Mike Geronimo yeah. and Nas and Mob Deep, mm-hmm. but also Capone and Noriega. You yeah. were part of the, the era of MCs that came back and reclaimed the name for Queens mm-hmm. when Queens was dissed by Boogie Down Productions to KRS One. Right. And I I love being at Yankee Stadium. Fifty years of hip hop. Shout yeah. out to Nas and Peter yeah. and Mass Appeal and what yep. they did. I yep. was I I bought a ticket for that show. Oh wow! For, not for my I bought like twenty tickets. Me and my whole crew we went to Yankee Stadium. We wow. gonna just be fans. Yeah. And we was in there with the people and people like Tyler Carly, what you doing here? Yep. I'm like I'm a fan, nigga. Yep. And to see KRS One. Come Fat Joe out there with no shirt yeah, on. Yeah, no shirt on. Yeah. Brought, brought Karras one out. Karras, yeah. to see Karras one do the South Bronx yeah. and Bridges Over yeah. at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it still hurts. Yeah, you know, it still hurts. It was crazy. <laughs> nah. But I'm, we... I'm going to redeem you yeah. because this was Nas' concert. Right. So that even though Karras yeah. came out in the Bronx yeah. and Fat Joe did lean back and yep. it was, the Bronx was in, this is right down the street from Fat Joe where he grew up. Yeah. The end of the show ended not just with Nas coming out. Nas came out and stepped on that stage and said, Queens, get the money. Yep. And then New York State of Mind did all his Nas shit. Yep. And then after Nas, run DMC from Hollis Queens. Came. Oh, that's dope. I so didn't know that. it was good for me to see Queens get redeemed in the Bronx. And MC Shan was there. Which, Shan which, started, which, started off the show. Yes, which they I like. Shan and Marley yeah. at 6 p.m. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, run DMC that. went on at 2 in the morning. Oh, okay. okay. We was there for like eight, nine hours. Yeah, I seen Rev run cursing. 
He was, he was doing all those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was cursed. I was, yeah. I was like, go ahead, Ren. And you know, Ren DMC, they said they would never perform again without Jam Master J, rest in peace. Yeah. So that's the first show they did together since Jam J passed away. Yeah, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You schooling me right now. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, but tell me how it was to live under the shadow of South Bronx and the bridges over and no, have to overcome that. It's a horrible thing. I had to tell KRS. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, KRS, you made all the killers in Queens. It's because of you. <laughs> like, you need to feel guilty about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm foul. Yeah, well, I think so, a little bit. But um, yeah, um, it was a time, like, I know we haven't gotten to uh, Yusuf Salam, and, you know, we, we, we touched on it a little bit. Right. But it was a time, like, where I was locked up with them. And people would just, it was it was this worst saying in the world. People would be like, Queens? Because it's like how KRS once said. He said, I didn't hear Pete from a place called Queens, which right. was not true. I'm going to give context real quick to add this story. Yeah. Nori was in, locked up yes. with the Exonerated Five, the yes. Central Park Five. Yes, I was. And mm-hmm. he saw them mm-hmm. going through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get back to on that. But I remember me walking through the building, walking through the halls, and people just saying, Queens, Queens. And them thinking like Queens is soft, which was not. And then, you know, KRS one said he didn't hear a peak from a place called Queens. There's no way you couldn't have. You, there's no way you didn't hear about Fat Cat, Pappy Mason. There's no way. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it. It was a diss. He was at war. But to answer your question, yeah, as an MC, as a, as a person, it was hard. So imagine as an MC, mm-hmm. as a person, you got to prove yourself that you're not this queens. You're not that. You're not. You queens, know what I mean? Like, wow, that's how they used to say. That's it. That's how they used to say it. Yeah. So you you got to prove. First I remember, of, I'm from Brooklyn. I used to say as that. As a shit. man, you got to defend yourself. Yeah. Then, as a as a as a person, and then you got to defend yourself as an MC. So it was very it was very hard. It was very hard because that record, those records, was like number one. So, um, yeah, the C Nas uh, and Master Pill put on a show and allow Fat Joe to, you know, do his thing and allow Fat Joe to do what he wants. I was proud of Nas letting Cameron on stage, not to, like say that he let Cameron on stage. That was dope. But, Cameron was was happy about that too. Yeah, but that was dope. Like it's dope to see us all grow. It's dope to see see this. But to answer you, yes, it was very, very, very hard. You know, growing up as an MC. And knowing that you got to defend your town, your borough, and your, your your rap skills. Yeah. But uh, I get to the user salon. Who? Because he's what is he the um of Manhattan right now? What is he? He is a city council of Harlem. I believe he won, um, which is beautiful. And Yusuf Salam came on our show and yeah. talked about him being Muslim. In, right. in, in the prisons. And a lot of people don't know this about you, Nori, but a lot of yep. people don't know that, right. you know, you studied yep. 5%, yes, the nation of gods of earth. Yes, I did. And so, you know, you have the way in which you move in your life, even though, right. you know, it might not reflect in every single thing yeah. you say, it reflects yeah. in your actions. Yusuf was probably the most protected prisoner I've probably ever seen. Mm. And, and, what, and that says a lot. Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you is Yusuf came in the jail Muslim. Mm-hmm. Most people convert mm-hmm. and then they get, like, from the beginning, the Muslims, like, they knew he didn't do it. Like, like he, like he, when I seen the respect that he had, and not only that, he would have his moms come up to the jail, like, once a month and cook for the whole jail mm. on them. 
Mm. Like the jail wouldn't pay for it. This mm. was on. She felt that whole jail. I'm talking about. They might have fed the Aryan nation. Mm. Like that's real. Like they didn't. They might have fed people that called them nigger. Right. Like you know what that's I mean. That's a different like, level of grace. That's a. That was. I've never seen nothing like this. Like. Like they didn't. Like on Thanksgiving, we looked forward to that. We looked forward to Yusuf's family uh, coming and and feeding us. So, like to see him get hit, get get one to see them exonerated is, is fucking right. so beautiful. You know what I mean? Because when you think about, if you even think about the case, there's no way they could have did it. Right. Like there's no way. Right. This, this what was fucked up about it is there's somebody who's probably still running around that did do it. They actually caught the dude. Oh yeah, that's right. He admitted. Yeah, I remember. Admitted, yeah. I remember. And it, what, that's what's so fucked up about it. It was one person. Yeah. How the fuck did you? Right. How, how did? How, how did? You get to yeah. Five? Like it was one person who said he For acted five alone. Dudes, black dudes went to jail. He, he acted alone. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to Capone because you met him. You know what's funny? Man. I forgot. The Yusuf when he said it on your show, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I was talking with Capone and Noriega." With Capone and Noriega. And I forgot that was he. He was with me first, and then he went. On the other side and went with Capone. Right. So he has, he knows Capone and Noriega before Capone and Noriega was right. Capone and Noriega. Right. And all of them do, Raymond. Um, all of them kind of do like, and it's some of them that I wasn't locked up with, our love for the other brothers makes them feel like we were just all together because I felt they pain. Like it wasn't like you gotta realize that wasn't the easiest thing in the world to be accused of rape at that time. This nah. was that's a that's a lynching. Yeah, because a lot of people say Rikers Island was the wildest jail at that time. You said that's the first place you caught a suntan. I did? You did. You said the first place I went suntanning was the first island I went tanning on. Oh, Rikers yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I remember drunk that. Uncle. Okay, okay, all right. So <laughs> what it was at that time was there was these 16 to 24-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And what they would do was... You either go to Rikers Island or you go to this place called Harlem Valley or Goshen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that place was more dangerous because you spoke about Sparfit. Mm-hmm. That place was more dangerous than everybody because you got these young kids that don't have a brain. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I used to... Anybody that was accused of rape at that time went through it. Mm-hmm. Like, you went through it. And that's why, like, I, I'm just... I'm, I'm glad the city got it right. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm glad they they exonerated. I'm glad oh, that, you know what I mean? I got a chance to meet them all. You know what I mean? Um, but nothing could forgive what they went through. Yo. That's right. They'll never get that time back. And yeah. a lot of lives were shattered behind And that's why I want you to watch the uh, the John Gotti shit. Because it just reflected on how foul New York City was back then. Like, yeah, I want to check that out. I don't know if I ever told you about the first time I met Tradge. Mm-mm. I don't remember. First time I met Tradge was... Um, I was I was at David Z Shoes on Broadway in Houston. Okay, okay, okay. In the okay, village. Okay. And I met Pasta Noose. Oh, um, De La Soul. Yeah. And he was in there buying some Jabot jeans. Jabot jeans with the, with the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah oh, and yes. Mario Francois Jabot. Yes. And I said, yo, I rap. I'm trying to get a deal. What's up? And he's like, yo, you need to go around the corner. I told Dante Ross this recently. Right. You need to go around the corner to, to 298 Elizabeth Street. That's okay. Russ Artist Management. Oh, okay. You need to get a manager. Okay. I said, okay, bet. I went around the corner to Rush Artist Management. Right. I met I met MC Search in that lobby. Right. I met Tretch in that lobby. Wow. 
But I met Tragedy also in that lobby. Okay. And me and him stood outside on the corner Rhyming? just trying to talk to girls. Oh, okay, You know, okay, just for like okay. two... I, it might have been an hour. It might have been 45 minutes. In my, in my brain, mm-hmm. it was two hours. That's okay. what I remember. Because, you know, your okay. memory yeah, yeah, yeah. expands, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, arrest the president was that. Right. I'm right. like, this is the intelligent hoodlum. Right. He's street, but he's intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, Capone, you met tragedy through Capone. Is that correct? No. Okay. It's not correct. Actually, <laughs> ironically, Trage met me first. Mm. He was, he was, he was, a, I believe he was a Shiite Muslim at the time. Mm-hmm. So he had on the whole white, you know, I don't know what this calls, so I don't want to say it. Right. I don't want to offend That's nobody. Capone says the foul Mahdi. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all call him the foul <laughs> Mahdi. But uh, he had on the all white and he had on the kufi. Mm-hmm. And I remember him trying to, like, you know, school me mm-hmm. because people were telling him I was a bad kid and he was, like, trying to be a mentor to me. So years later, I met Capone, and then Capone met Traj. Mm-hmm. And when Traj met, well, they, they, I knew he knew of because you know they all from Queensbridge. Mm-hmm. I knew he knew of him, but Capone, because Capone is intelligent. A lot of people don't know, like he's very intelligent. He's book smart. Yeah, like we was in jail. He sat at the le- the law library. Yes, he was at the law library. <laughs> I I used to have Capone help me with my homework. Right. Even though we wasn't home, that shit didn't that shit didn't make sense <laughs> at all. He got homework I, in jail. <laughs> homework in jail. Like, we, was a, we went to a college dorm. That's where right. um Yusuf Sloan said. So he's very, very, very intelligent. But um, and I remember like Trash just being like, oh my God. Like he just knowing that he he had the new star from mm-hmm. Queensbridge. Mm-hmm. And I remember Capone saying, Yo, it's cool. You can you can sign me, you got me. But the bigger play is when my man come home. Right. And he he didn't know who I was. Mind you, mind you, it wasn't an Instagram or nothing like that. So when I did come home, he was like, is him? Right. Because I was like, um, I was a bad kid when he first introduced to me. But I'll tell you this, because I, I want to give Trash his props fully. Let's do it. If I had a chance to do it all over again, I would do it with Trash from the beginning, one million percent. Mm. The same way, because Trash taught me we don't play. We don't waste time in the studio, right? Like, like you know, us going to unique studios was like paradise at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I just wanted to be there. I just wanted to order pluck you, and okay, pause for a second. Yes, yes. Pause for a second. Okay. I want you to keep that thought because I went to NYU. Yes, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And the original, they had a bunch of pluck 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 use. Okay. But the original was the one in the village. Okay. With the I, NYU shit. Okay, I, I won't disagree with you. Okay. I think so. And I used to when I went to NYU, I used to order pluck use mm. all the fucking time. So when I hear you on your records yeah. talking about, it, I'm like Nori, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Nori, no about the pluck use and your man Animal Thug. Animal Thug. He listen. This I'm the gonna point. let you tell it. Yeah. Because I already know. Animal Thug was a delivery boy. And he walked in, and I remember Jungle, it was Jungle, I think it was Jungle's idea. Uh-huh. Jungle was like, yo, um, yo, did you got like blue cheese or something? Right. And the guy just starts talking. And Jungle's like, me, Jungle, and it was a guy named Kadar. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yo, this is the perfect skit. Let's put him in the fucking vocal booth. So we went in the vocal booth. 
And he freestyles this whole shit. But you know what's the best part about the Animal Thug skit is he owns Pluck You now. That's dope. <laughs> like, I want some Pluck You's like, right now. Yeah, he he actually good. he actually owns Pluck You. And then there's every now and then, like you know, somebody would see him on the streets, and they would recognize him from his voice. Wow. And then he'll be like, yo, like like my man SBK saw him the other day. Mm-hmm. SBK sent me a skit. It was like, yo, he's like, Noriega, good people. <laughs> and like, like, and and by the way, I'll be honest with you. At that time, I don't even think he knew who I was. That's right. Like, that's the he reason why that know. skit was so hilarious and right. funny. It was because it was just organic. And we were just like, yo, the delivery guy's hilarious. So we went in and he goes, I got a big dick, girl, bigger than you. We like, this is fire. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. And we just like, yeah. Who but. knew that him saying he has a bigger dick than some black dudes <laughs> yes, would lead yes. to him owning Pluck You? Him owning Pluck You, <laughs> So I always, I claim him the same no way doubt. I claim everyone else's success. But yeah, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm, it's dope for me to see you give Traj mm-hmm. his props like that because, um, right. you know, he's the foul Mahdi. I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest. Me and Trash fallout was a real misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And what I say by that is, it was really like, I gave the firm, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. But I'm leaving was on the war report. Right. And I love that record. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't understand how he didn't love the record. And we also did Blood Money Part 2 for the Firm album. But that Blood Money Part 2 original vocals was on The War Report again. And I remember we we rhymed to, don't let it go to your head now. Mm-hmm. Gene Carn. I remember we played it yeah. for, for Capone. And Capone was like, yo, this is dope. And I'm like, word? I remember Trash walking in the studio. He said, what is this? <laughs> and I was just so hurt. <laughs> he was like, we don't sample like Pop Daddy. We sample like Havoc. <laughs> and I was like, but why? Like, why we can't expand? Like, I was ready to expand from the war report, but it, it's... he was right. Systematically, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked for having a commercial record after the fucking cut your hand off a dude trying to steal from me. It wouldn't have worked, but I was too young to understand that. And I can remember me just being like, yo, I got to be on my own. So a lot of... So I, I take I take blame for that. For me, for me, I listened to him because I actually did listen to him. But the minute I got... With, 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 and, and I even think you came up was on, was originally on a war report. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to Pun. Pun needed a hook. That's a classic record. I gave it to Pun. I gave them, um, they, 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 they wanted to do a song. I gave them I'm Leaving. Like, now that I'm older, I remember me saying, damn. I could see how he took it. Mm-hmm. Because it was our records, but it wasn't appreciated. And mm-hmm. I just wanted, I just knew, I knew I'm Leaving was a hit. I knew how it came on. No, we know this. Nori know that, but Nori know that. Cause Nori bucked that. Iraq will make you famous. Throwing gang signs like a sign language. And I remember Five Dog hearing it. And that's who I really wanted to like co-sign because I took that's his lines. Right. And Fife And you Dog, ended up ended up on Tribal Quest yes, album later. I did end up on Tribal Quest album, but I wanted him to know how much of a fan I was of him. 
And I remember Fife was so competitive. He's like, I'm getting you back. <laughs> no, like, Fife was a battle MC. <laughs> no, he's a battle MC. He's like, yo, I love that you took my thing. He said, but I, I'm getting you back. And that's when I knew Fife is the one competitive motherfucker. Rest like, I, I clearly was giving him props. And he right. still was like, I like the props, but I'm going to get you back. You know what's interesting about your overlap with the native tongues? That's not mm-hmm. the only time you overlap with the native tongues lyrics. When you think mm-hmm. about nothing, mm-hmm. I've heard a story about yep. uh, Pharrell making you study JB's coming through. Yeah. Well, he first made me study Ice Ice Baby. Right, right. And that's what... Um, that's Fab's record, Holler Back, Young and Woo. Right. Woo. If you look at the same flow, Rolling, Go Two Cedars, Stash is My Hands. Right. Up. And I just couldn't ice, get Ice Baby. I just couldn't get over me doing Ice Ice Baby. Um, even though I met Vanilla Ice the other day, he gave us a fake number. He's Miami dude, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, we Googled it, like, hey, he's, he's an ex-alcoholic. It's probably not the best show for him. I'm like, hey, I get it. <laughs> I get it, you know. But then Pharrell says, Go study the Jungle Brothers. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I right, I could get with the Jungle Brothers. Mm-hmm. And his rhyme go, I goes, Uncle Sam, Mike G, say want a join the slam. With his manager, Chris, this join the slam, right. 5,000. They, they, they record is uh, uh, Mike G, uh, 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 Mike G, baby band, road manager, Chris, to join the slam. So that's the only... That's the only line I took from them is right. your, with your manager, Chris, because obviously my manager Chris was Chris. Chris Lighty started as the road manager for the Jungle yes. Brothers and then became Violator Management. To It was a behemoth by the time you got yep. there. So I kept uh, that part, but Pharrell didn't want me to use none of their words. Mm-hmm. And just the flow. I, just the flow. Yeah. And I was supposed to always keep that to my grave, but I always see the Jungle I mean, nah, Brothers, see, and I got to give it up to them. And I'm like, and look, yo. Jungle, like, Jungle Brothers, for me, is was I was listening to that a lot, but in particular, mm. for my crew, mm-hmm. that was our record. Mm-hmm. JB's coming through. Mm-hmm. Travel lightly. Mm-hmm. Drop with the baby band, baby. That, that was our record right there. Yep. So it's like, when I, when I first heard nothing, right. immediately, I'm like, Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Jungle Brothers, yep. yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, yeah, that, that that was an experience for me. But you also had your own rhyme style. Like, you brought up Bloody Money. Right. Um, you know, like, one of my favorite lyrics of mm-hmm. all time in hip-hop mm-hmm. is put mm-hmm. the bogey out on your face. Now your face is <laughs> like ashtray face. Right. Because the line is frankly absurd. Right, right, you know right. Yes, 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 it is. It <laughs> is. I agree. It's absurd. Yeah. It's like, and this one thing you used to do back in the days, mm-hmm. you used to like, Used to not make words plural. Yeah. Like you would say, instead of door, doors, you say door. Yeah. You know what I'm um, I was so broken slang because I grew up, I grew up Puerto Rican and black. Mm-hmm. When I went around my Puerto Ricans, they had the most foulest black jokes. When I went around the black people, they had the most foulest Puerto Rican jokes. Right. So I used to have to like know how to Know how to rank with them both. That's what they used to call Puerto Ricans Germans. Back yeah, oh, that's, that was so, so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I never wanted to be called a German. Like, oh no. Right. But I used to, I used to have to learn how to rank without being offensive to the next person. But I had to do that, and I think that I developed this type of slang mm-hmm. because I remember, like I said, like um, our first song, our first session with Tragedy. I didn't know if Tragedy knew that my style was so unique or not. Mm-hmm. But I remember we was at Power Play Recording Studios. And 
Out in Queens. Out in Queens. Power yeah. Play. This is where Lars Pro worked Me and Hot Tech, our first demos were done out in Power Play. Shout okay. out to my man okay. Vaughn. He was the engineer. Well, um, yeah. So we we there. I'm, I'm like, this is where Lars Professor works at. This is where such and such works at. We got to remember, this is our first time meeting as an artist. Now, Traj is willing to sign me. So I laid, because like I said, I had all my rhymes in my mind. So I laid it so so fast. Like, I must have did it. Like, I must have laid my shit, ad-libs, double, all that shit within right. under 12 minutes. You guys like, are talking about monkey walk. Yeah, yeah, I, was, like... I was like, no, 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 but this is, this is, this is, this is, um, this is our first session. So okay. this, was, this was, this was called Half a Male. This was the name of the Good record. Song. And I remember me walking out and I remember the engineer telling him, this is when I knew I had some. The engineer told him, he rhymes in stereo. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. And I don't know if Traz knew what it meant, but I knew it was a compliment. And he was like, yo, I, I know. I agree with it. He was like, yo, I know you got the other guy because Traz was, was in the Capone. Like mm-hmm. he, was, he was heavy in the Capone and really wasn't feeling Capone's idea of putting someone else in a group. Until that guy said, and you could have Trash co-sign the story, right. but I remember that guy saying to Trash, he rhymes in stereo. You got to remember, we didn't call radio, radio back then. We called it stereo. Mm-hmm. So what I gathered years later was he, this guy was saying he rhymes radio ready. Like right. it's already there. I think it's also a sonic thing because we had mono mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. like mono, you're not getting the full mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you, when you, Plug in, when you get that stereo sound, mm-hmm. you're getting the full surround sound. Yep. And, and I think your style was very, it was loud. Yep. It was for different. Me, it was like a staccato. Like, it was like, your style for me was like being in a hood and hearing guns go off. Right. Because you know what the crazy thing was, Tyler? And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to make it make sense. At the time, Queensbridge might have been the wildest place in America. Mm-hmm. But you had Prodigy so cool and calm. Mm. And you had Havoc so cool and calm. And you had Nas, the coolest, calmest. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to be like a little bit opposite of them. So that's the reason right. why I would go, what, what, what? Right. Not only for the for, for me counting my bars, but I wanted to be like a little loud because I realized no one's loud. Everyone mm. is like kind of put together. Everyone is kind of like so smooth. <coughs> And one thing for sure, two things for certain, I knew I wasn't a smooth guy. <laughs> I knew, like, I knew, I wasn't a genius, but I knew it's so much easier to be me than to be someone else. That's right. And that's why I work. I want to shout out some of the DJs. You know, Fat Man Scoop was early on y'all. Mm-hmm. Stretching Barbita mm-hmm. was early on y'all. And this is a story that I don't share that often, but I should share it more. Okay. Because your story reminds me of it. When I was in high school, uh, I was in a group my man Sid V and my man Free, mm-hmm. they have a group called Dual Live. They ended up moving down here to Miami. Oh, wow. But when I was in high school in Brooklyn Tech, I was, me, Sid V, and, and Free, we, we was called GAP. Mm-hmm. My rap name was Genesis. Sid V was DJ Assault. Mm-hmm. Free was Prophetical Prince. Mm-hmm. They went on, and so we was in Brooklyn Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, we was inspired by X-Clan, and we was trying to mm-hmm. do the Native Tongues thing. I used right. to go to the village and buy the right. Jabos. I met Pasta News. That's right. what I was into. Right. And Free, if I'm, I could be misremembering this, but I believe Free's e- either his cousin or his uncle was Martin Moore. Oh wow! And yeah. so the first time that you ever heard Talib Kweli on radio, oh, wow. was across the street from McDonald's at NYU. NYU, that's right. Martin you Moore said that earlier. And yeah. DJ Mayhem. Yes, yes. And so this big was them like, both up, Martin Moore. Yeah, and big DJ up Mayhem. Martin Moore and DJ Mayhem because they are very instrumental to your journey. Yeah. You know um, what I'm saying? 
Martin Moore was a genius. He heard us on Funk Flex Radio. Mm-hmm. And what I tell you, we had nothing. We had not a smidget of experience. Like, we were literally cursing over each other, going over each other. Mm-hmm. And he could hear the talent through that. And he went to Penalty Records, and he was like, fuck whatever else they doing. We're signing these guys. Mm. And then he connected with Trash. And him and Trash kind of like, don't get along now, which right. is weird. I saw the, I saw the five <laughs> hour. Yes, I watched yes, the five was, hour was very weird. reunion. Yes, it was very weird. <laughs> it was very weird. But I, I rightfully so, though. Rightfully right. so. Like, it's I'm like, glad I, you brought that together. Yeah, like, rightfully so. Like, but, and then Mayhem, you know, um, was Martin Moore's man. So uh, they, between them, we got signed. And then we have, there's so many people, man. Zenobia. Uh, Carolyn Williams, uh, Geno Smith. He came a, a little later. Geno Sims. He ended up putting on yeah. ASAP Rocky later on, right? Yeah, he, had, yeah. he ended up putting on ASAP Rocky. So, um, but to tell you the truth, he was our first support that came outside of the hood. Like Traj was from our hood. Traj, even though Traj is not from Left Rack, mm-hmm. Traj is from Queens. You know what I mean? He's from Queensbridge. He's from Forty Projects. He's 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 Queens. If you cut him, he's gonna he's gonna bleed Queens. Mm-hmm. So. Not to say we expected to have support for him, but it was like warranted for his, his support. Mm-hmm. To get it from Martin Moore and people that's outside, and even Neil Levine. Penalty Records was a dope label, man. Like, you know, Penalty is like a a little bit in the same vein as, as a raucous. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I agree. Like It was raucous for more more thugged out. Yes. I'm so appreciative of, of the things that I went through back then that I didn't know was so dope. Mm-hmm. Now is because, like, I'm a little zen now in my lifestyle. I'm a little cool. I'm a little calm and collective. But, you know, nothing's better than the journey. Yeah. Nothing's, like, not the destination, the journey. Like, getting there and, like, you know, like like we were just saying earlier, like, I was in Monaco and I felt like, you know, the brokest I ever felt in my life because it was just $30 <laughs> million dollar yachts and right. people running around with... You know, it was it was just like wow, and it's just like you know I I didn't really know these places existed outside of Dubai, mm-hmm. and for me to see that it's like you know what, damn, rap got me here, not not going to school, mm-hmm. not having a college education, even though I I went to college with with Yusuf, being a part of this rap fraternity mm-hmm. got me here, and that shit is just so like underrated. It's like so. It's like so crazy, like you know what right. I mean, and um, I'm just I'm just so much more appreciative in life. But it's still fuck Tommy Boy because niggas still suck. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, you like yeah, the white label because yeah, you don't like bricks, yeah, right? Yeah, like, come yeah, on, yeah. Um, you know what? Tom Who likes Silverman, You know what? I never said this. How, how about this? How about this? Tom Silverman, I apologize. How about that? How about you know? I was young. I didn't understand the business. I didn't understand that this was just business. Mm-hmm. To me, I'll give you a perfect example. When me and EFN signed to CBS, mm-hmm. I didn't want to meet nobody. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to meet the president. I didn't, because it was so much of like me feeling like I was in a group home when I first met, mm-hmm. met with Neil Levine and I met, first met with Tommy Boy. But then it started to feel like family. 
And the way Tom Silverman just dropped penalty records mm -hmm. didn't feel like family at all. It felt mm -hmm. like this was like a malicious intent to just work with me and Capone mm -hmm. as opposed to working with the whole label. We were meeting at Mr. Child's and he's saying, listen, guys, you guys don't hang out at penalty no more. And I'm like, this was like our hangout spot. This is like our block. He's like, nah, y'all not, you don't come here no more. You're coming to Tommy Boy. I just dropped the whole label. And then just changed the subject. And we like, what? So that was our whole livelihood. But not only that, you fired every employee that we got used to eating turkey and cheese with. You, you know what I mean? It mm -hmm. was so it was so crazy, and it was just like it it didn't matter. So to me, if it didn't matter to you, it shouldn't have mattered to me. So I went on, and I was like, "Fuck Tommy boy," you know, they just suck. But I didn't realize that he probably gonna have to hear this for the rest of his life. Like, <laughs> he can I, take it, bro. Yeah, Tom, yeah, he's rich. Tom, yeah, Tom he's rich. is fine. He'll yeah, be fine. <laughs> but <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm I'm apologetic now, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry now. Zen now. But I was not then. I meant I meant it because you don't like bricks. I didn't like it. I didn't like bricks. No, <laughs> no. And I and it was when he did it. Mm -hmm. He did it in the middle of the War Report reunion mm -hmm. um, release date. Mm -hmm. So he drops the whole penalty record. So there's literally no one out there promoting our record. Right. It was almost like sabotage. Like yo, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop your whole staff. I'm gonna pick you up so you don't have a first week, a good first week. It was very important back then, too. The first but, week was... But I'm going to pick you up so you want that first week. So for this very next album, I don't have to pay you what you guys are actually worth. Right. And I felt... That's how I felt. I felt like it was a strategic move. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like that. Like, you know what I mean? And then it was like years later, we we, we broke up. We we didn't... We're not with each other no more. And I dropped an album on, on, on Penalty Records. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I dropped an album on somewhere... And the album did like fair. It was an EMI, I believe. Mm -hmm. The album did fair. And he was like, yeah, but I heard Nori's not doing good now. I was like, really? Mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> contrary to pop. But right. All contrary. Yes, I say that, I say that to say, you know, um, to, to tell you the truth, um, I, I probably, if I had a chance to, to take it back, I probably wouldn't have said it. I probably still mean it, mm -hmm. but I probably wouldn't have said that. I well, that's what Zen means. It means. Yeah. It means, yeah. you know, it means knowing that you can feel a way but not have to speak on everything. Yes. Like, like Trash said, you don't have to say, share all of it. Yes. But you yeah. have always shared everything. You, you share, like... I'm pretty much an open book. Yeah, yeah, and your records, we know, like, you were... And, and there was an mm -hmm. era when you was, like, struggling mm -hmm. with weight. Yes. And you sharing yes. that on the records. Yes. Every record that you ever came out with, you like, I'm trying to quit smoking bogeys. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I stopped smoking bogeys. Yeah, and then it's like, even, like, with Melvin Flint... You know, mm -hmm. one of the, the premiere record on on reunion is where yeah. you say it the, the hardest. But you've been set, you 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 would be very apologetic about Melvin Flint, right. and you would talk about how you missed your pops. Rest in peace right. to your pops. And pun. And pun. Yeah. And, and and Capone was locked up at the yep. time, right? Yeah, it was a rough time for me. I, I, I remember I, I had to say it. I was like, Melvin Flint dropped my whole Colossal stop. I can't believe I fucked up and man, made a half ass album. Man, my excuses. My pops just died, but I ain't and I ain't want to make music. My pops just died. Like right, that's real, I'm trying bro. to like actually, but here, here goes these people who pay me all this money, um, and I had to deliver. But it's it's like like nowadays I might have I might have I might have been better to handle it, but puns death. By the way, I didn't come into this game to be friends with nobody. Mm -hmm. Like, I came into this game to, like, you know, um, work, 
make money, you know what I mean? But pun, I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Pun came to my session. It was me and Capone. We was in Unique Studios, too, again. Probably just eating, finishing Pluck You. <laughs> and Pun said, which one of y'all Puerto Ricans? Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. And I remember me hang, raising my hand like I was in school. He go, but I, you know, Fat Joe on them came in. Mm-hmm. Fat, Fat, this is I remember Fat Joe saying this. He's like, "Which one of y'all got shot?" And we're like, "Wait a minute, what? Like, how do you say hi to somebody like that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it was Capone who got shot. So Capone right. was like, "Yeah, I just got shot." And Fat Joe's next words was, "It's not good, right?" Like, because <laughs> he shows Capone his shots. Mm-hmm. So they're having like shot reminiscence. <laughs> They're having like, you know, survivors remorse from shots. Right. And they're, they're vibing. I'm like, oh, okay. And their partner's like, you the Puerto Rican. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so I'm, I got an ice girl on. I don't know how to be industry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, you should just take the ice girl off. We're going <laughs> to be friends, Papa. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. And I remember that day changed my life because I never met somebody that pure. Mm-hmm. I never met somebody that open. I never met somebody that honest and unique. Yeah. And I knew, I knew, I knew he he was a star. He was he was funny off top. But I did not know that he was gonna be my friend. That's right. And I did not know he wasn't gonna be around for a long time. Right. My father was different because my father had battled with his own, you know. Crisis, but for me to lose them back, back and forth, back to back, mm-hmm. and then having to go into an album, and then Capone came out mid-album. He did. He wasn't. He wasn't locked up through the whole Melvin Flint, mm-hmm. but he came out mid-album, and it was just like my mind wasn't there. Like there is a time to take a break. Like the other day, one of my friends father passed away. And one of my friend's fathers passed away. He 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 expressed to me that, yo, he's hurt. Mm. And I'm like, yo, just because my father passed away 26, seven years ago, doesn't mean I'm not just as hurt as you. Yeah. Like I identify, like you don't, you don't get over that. So I say that to say, like, if I ain't over it now, I definitely wasn't over it then. That's it right. wasn't the proper way to be be making music. But again, you got to remember back then, everyone got their first halves up front. Mm-hmm. You know, so this album, I'm already in the red. Like how I mean, you was talking off mm-hmm. camera. He was like, yo, you're in the black. You know, I'm saying I'm, I started out in the red because... Mm-hmm. That's where we live in. That's where we yeah. live as artists, yeah. So I started out owing more... Didn't they probably what they gave me? So I had to go in, and I'm, and to tell you the truth, I could listen to the album now. I could listen to it. I'm, I don't think it's a half-ass album. I think it because my fans really was mad at me. Like mm-hmm. what? Like Melvin Flynn is my favorite Nori album. I'm like, Ugh. and I get it, but I couldn't. I couldn't put my heart into it. Mm-hmm. My heart was not there. Like it I, must also bring you back to that feeling. Yeah, because you you, you you were reminiscing. You yeah. thinking about. You think, hey, like, listen, man, my father was my hero. Like, mm-hmm. God blessed me. Like, I was a person from the hood that felt rich. And when I say felt rich, I didn't have f- physical finances. Mm-hmm. 
but I had my mother and my father. So me coming home every night, I felt like I was coming home to a mansion because I had parent love. Most of my friends had either their mother, mm-hmm. either just their father or their grandmother. Yeah. Like no one really had both parents. Yeah. I want to thank you for making the record Love Your Moms, too. Oh, yes. Because not only did you make that record, I think, for yourself, but you got Mays, Mussolini, yes. on it, gold, yes. complexions. Yes. Yes. And you created a space, not just for yourself, yes. but for all your brothers to also talk about their moms. Yeah. And in the hood, with how we was growing up, it wasn't no therapy. Right. These records become the therapy. Yeah. That is so dope because... Um, my sister got to speak at one of my friend's mother's funeral um, the other day. And one of the lines she said, she said, to quote my brother, love your moms and hate the streets. Yeah. And that is like so simple, but so complicated. Because most of us say we love our moms, but most of us show that we love the streets. Yeah. So I wanted to be that macho guy that said it's cool to love your moms. It's cool. It's it's cool to be like I got I got one of my friends. He's a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Like his mom's always his moms will come around and make everything about him. And that's so dope mm-hmm. to see that in in this elder age, like we can still be mama's boys. There's nothing for that to frown upon. There's mm-hmm. like like in the hood, like receiving love sometimes is like ah right like like because we're so not used to it. So yeah, we have to I, normalize being yeah, loving towards you each to, other. Yeah, gotta normalize. That's yeah. why. That's why I believe drink champs works is because we're normalizing us being fans of other people. But I say that to say that is that's why I made that record was. I had made sometimes before that. Yeah. Sometimes it's the exact opposite of that. Sometimes it's me grieving over my father. Yeah. Steph. Love your moms. It's me. Loving my mom's presence. Yeah. And I thought I think that that is so much important uh, to express. Um, the, love of a, the love of a woman, period. The love of that motherly love that we so much forget about because the more that we grow and grow and grow and grow out of, grow into manhood, mm-hmm. we either marry somebody that's like your mom's or you marry somebody that's the total opposite. Yeah, yeah. Word up. Yep. Now, your father mm-hmm. is Puerto Rican. Your mom's black, yes, right? Yes, correct. And um, you are a pioneer of what the world calls reggaeton. I'm going to quote your lyrics Yeah, here. I am. You say, I knew enough Spanish to not get jerked jerk when, when I, I was getting work. work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So um, how does a guy who doesn't know enough Spanish to even, you know... It's it's my it's my fourteen words that I know. I know I'm so good. Oh yeah, papito loco demon. <laughs> like I'ma hit you with it so good that you ain't gonna even think that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I was honest. Like I I knew enough. One one thing about being being able to go uptown mm-hmm. and express. You got to realize most of these people they are on guard because everyone is trying to you know. Either 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 get with them to to pay for it, or get with them to rob them. That's mm-hmm. just just be frankly that they have the golden thing. So when you when you show somebody some honor, and you show somebody like there is honor amongst thieves, contrary to popular belief, there's actually morals 
amongst the streets. Like I didn't, I, I heard, I think I heard Fifty Cent say something like this. He said he didn't really know what a crook was to till the crook was in a suit. Mm, yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that. And it's true. Like if me and you are hustling in the streets, I'm gonna honor you because I don't want no problems with you, mm-hmm. and you're gonna honor me. So that's pretty much what it was. I I, I would know enough Spanish to meet them at Copeland's. I would know enough Spanish. To meet them at, you know, wherever, Puerto Sagua or wherever, I would knew enough just not to get jerked and just enough for them to make me feel like I'm one of them. Because a person gonna take care of you if they feel like they're one of them. And that was unfortunate, but it was, uh, it was, it, it, it's, it's how I got over. But I'm glad you tapped into the reggaeton chamber. I oh, was... oh, oh, okay. Yo, that, that that's two different parts. That was right. drug dealing. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> reggaeton, I'm gonna tell you, being a boss is not all it's cracked up to be. If I don't come out, there's nobody to get paid. Mm-hmm. There's no show. There's no, and I got tired of that. I got tired of hip hop. I got tired of me going to my hip hop shows. And people getting stabbed or shot. Mm. So I went to Puerto Rico one night, one day. I went to Jamaica. His mm-hmm. was crazy about me di- not discovering reggaeton because I didn't discover reggaeton. Right. I just brought it to America. But I went to Jamaica. We filmed a video with Lexus and Wayne Wonder. And I had one of the most amazing times ever. And I realized I got island in me. Like, mm. I'm a part of the island. Yeah. It's just probably not this island. But Rikers I, Island. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, but when I went to Puerto Rico, right. I was like, wait a minute. I could feel this. Mm-hmm. And I remember them partying and playing reggaeton all night. And I remember me saying, my show is not good. Mm. And like, your show is not good. You just tore it down, Nori. I just tore it down. I did. I was like, just nobody got stabbed. And they're like, is that how you think a good show is? Like, like, is that? It's like, I was like, yeah, but there wasn't a shooting. There was like, like nobody argued. Like, I'm, I'm right. I, I disappointed. Nope, nobody dug this shit out. Yes, did I? Did. And I was like, did I? Just, I heard Puerto, Puerto Rico's a gangster fucking town. Like, right. did I? They made faces of death in Puerto Rico. Right. Like a lot of people don't know that. So I was like, did I let them down? And they was like, you killed it. And I started to realize what I was doing to think that I was doing a good show was the most horrible thing in the mm. world. Mm. And I started to understand that, yo, you could have a show without, and it was it, it was so, it's like, it's so great to be right. Like, when I tell mm. you, like, yeah, I was the first person to work with 50 Cent. I was probably, the, I was the first person to put the Neptunes on the record. And when I tell you, being first is not all it's cracked up to be. Speak on it. When you're first, you're the first one to get critiqued. Mm-hmm. You're the first one to say, uh, 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 he's bugging. Mm-hmm. So Reggae Thong, two of my closest friends to me, is EFN and Fat Joe. And they both had separate meetings with me. <laughs> They pulled me to the side like, hey, man, <laughs> I don't know about this shit, man. Like, it was like they it was like they, they talked to each other without talking to each other. Because they both had the same, like, like to the T, like, hey, man, you, you made the war report. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, so I can't make this too? Like, what if I'm both? Like, what if I'm that guy? But what if I'm this guy too? Mm -hmm. I don't see why I had to choose. And it's to this day. The other day, EFN said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Fat Joe also said, you were right. <laughs> like, like One her. of my favorite records you ever did in your career was later with Fat Joe, Bendy Shon. Bendy Shon, And yes. Fat Joe says, you know, I heard they wasn't welcome in Puerto Rico. Where I heard, I heard that? that? And La Bella, Puerto yeah, Rico. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I was in Luisa, too. <laughs> yes. Um, that's true. Yeah, man. Shout out to Fat Joe. It's, it's, that, that is absolutely true. I don't want to get into particulars or mm -hmm. why, but it was people was, was spreading that rumor. And I couldn't, I couldn't let that that rumor exist. So I, right. I, I asked him to say that line. I said, "Yo, can you please right. say that people thought you was banned from Puerto Rico, but you heard that when you was in Puerto Rico, like how right? I think it was Hov who said they told Hove, me I yeah. was banned. Well, I heard that when I was whatever. Yeah, but um, I'm glad. I'm glad. Like you know, like Bad Bunny is one of the biggest artists on the planet. Right, he's now. an amazing artist and. He's different. He's unique. Mm -hmm. He's Puerto Rican to the bone, He's Puerto too. Rican to the bone, but in a lot of ways, and I'm not claiming his success. That's mm -hmm. not what I'm doing. But in a lot of ways, had it not been for reggae, had it not been for Oyumi Ganto, that record. That's not right. Not even me. Not even me. Let's just say the let's just say the record. Because he comes from the lean. He, I just mm -hmm. heard his album. Mm -hmm. He bigged up Daddy Yankee. Mm -hmm. Dago Calderon, mm -hmm. and he picked up Don Omar. Don Omar, yeah. And if you... That's if, that lane. If you, if you read, I mean, if you hear it, it sounds like he's dissing them. But if you read it, you like you can see that, that he's paying homage to them. And I got to be a part... Like, I think they did a, a, a research of mm -hmm. the 10 biggest reggaeton records. Mm -hmm. And Oyumi Kondo is one, and fucking Gasolina Remix is the another remix. one. And I'm on that. Yeah. And then... Uh, Reggaeton Latino remix is so. I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm gonna tell you like this. I spent a lot of time in San Juan. You yes. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I also DJ. Yes. So, you know, I spent so much time there. I'm like, okay, I gotta be able to DJ a reggaeton party mm -hmm. if they ask me to DJ. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like La Requesta, whatever. Yep. I need to be able to do it. And so, a couple of months ago, I got booked to DJ a party where it wasn't about me. Mm -hmm. Like, no one was coming to see Tyler Carly. Right. They just coming to dance. Yeah, coming to dance. So I was yes. like, okay, I got to know. So right. I start researching and listening to mixes because I want to be on point. Right. And I'm starting to tap into the Bad Bunny and the right. Carol G's and yes. the yes. L Alpha and all, yep. the, all this type of artists. And I'm learning this. But here's what I learned, Nori. Mm -hmm. When I'm setting up my crates, I set up my set. What I learned is I could play all that new Carol G and Bad Bunny shit. But I still got to have that Don Omar. Oh, that, yeah, you got to have that I classic. still got to have Gasolina. That ain't going nowhere. Oyemi Kanto ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you got to have it. You got to have Tango it. Tango ain't going nowhere. Oyemi Kanto is so big, I had a dude try to fight me in the club singing my record. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had no idea. He bumped into me. I sure. bumped into him back. I was like, what the fuck is your name? He's like, body car, <laughs> And I'm looking like, this guy can't know. Like, he right. can't know that this is me. Like, right. And I, I just almost forgave him. I was like, yo, because you got good taste. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, that's like, that, that's one of those records that's, like, like it's, you ever heard of a person like, yo, his records is bigger than the artist. Mm -hmm. That's one of my records that is bigger than me. Like, I can go anywhere in the world mm -hmm. and they'll play Oye Mikando and they won't even know that I'm in the building. That's you know right. I mean, um, so I, I, I'm blessed to see 
to see where reggaeton has gone, mm -hmm. I'm blessed. And again, I want to reiterate that I did not discover reggaeton, mm -hmm. but what I did was the guy. Like imagine, imagine I could place be in the place of Melly Mel, mm -hmm. not not Cool Herc, but in the place of Melly Mel, where you know I can I can help the genre move further, mm -hmm. and that's literally what I did. And let let me be clear, let me make this clear on the people's party. That you the Melly Mel of reggaeton? No, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I was trying to get it, but I thought about it. I said, hold on, Melly Mel might come at me. You know what I mean? But let me just tell you something. Uh -huh. My people cut me off. Mm. There were so many people who told me I was doing the wrong thing. Mm. And there were so many people who reacted to me doing the wrong thing because they didn't see. They didn't see. They didn't see what I saw. And that was a hard time as well because I was living a successful life. Because Oye Mikanto, what? I, I, we were just talking about Spain earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I was number one in Spain. Look, I was just in Barcelona yeah. and I DJed a party there yeah. and I played this record yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, got to, I got to see a genre of music mm -hmm. be born. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I didn't, I didn't, I had nothing to do with the birth of it, but... I literally brought that shit to America. I literally was going to DJ, to DJ, to DJ, mm -hmm. to DJ, and say, why you're not playing Dago Calderon? Mm -hmm. Why you're not playing Don Omar? Why you're not? And I, I, I was so early on it, I didn't even call it reggae throne. I called it Spanish reggae. Right. You know what Shout I mean? out to Thurston Howell as yeah, well. Because that's, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard Spanish reggae. That's what it is. Yeah, I heard Spanish. Like I even with hear. the even with the new styles, like they call it the dembo mm -hmm. and all that. This is this is the, yeah, the, the culmination Spanish of the reggae. reggae. Yeah, yeah. So and, and I remember Henderal. I remember me hearing me going to Brooklyn parties and me hearing boom boom mommy 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 and me knowing yeah. that my Flatbush people and my Brooklyn people don't know that this is Spanish. That's Spanish. This is this is right. This is not reggae at all. This is why Daddy Yankee gets his respect because yeah, because he, he knows popping about in that, that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I respect I respect Daddy Yankee. You know, me and Yankee hasn't spoke in a, in in years. I, mm -hmm. I don't have no problems with him. I'm sure he's too rich to have problems with me too. Right, right, right. Um but I appreciate mm -hmm. what we did. Uh if I ever see him, I'm gonna initiate the hug. I'm gonna hug him and I'm gonna tell him I appreciate him back. I know that it's been some type of misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. But like again, if I'm wrong. Or if I had something to do with it being wrong, I like to apologize. I don't mm -hmm. mind. I don't. It like I said, it doesn't take nothing away from me. You zen. So um, yeah. So if Daddy Yankee's watching this somewhere, you know, yo, bro, let's, let's get Daddy Yankee on drink champs. Yeah, so let's, oh, let's I do would that. love. It's all love. Mm -hmm. We made history. We really changed the world for mm -hmm. the better. And again, I know we haven't spoken in a while. But my love is still the same. I'm no not, doubt. I'm not, I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? No doubt. We're now, right. I want to give a big rest in peace to PMB Rock. PMB Rock. You okay. work with him on this record, Out of My Mind, okay. which you wrote for okay. your wife. And oh. we in your wife's spot right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, you said on She's Mine before then, I'm going to have my lady with me like my manager. Yeah. And then you live your life like this. Yeah, it's true. You know? Um, Shout out to Sonny Anderson. I heard she tried to stop you from doing... Couples therapy and marriage boot camp oh, yeah, and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let me, big up to Sonny Anderson. That's my, that's, that's one of my closest friends. I love, we haven't seen each other in a minute, but she's been busy. I've been busy. But I got to give that to LL. 
Mm. I was on tour with LL. And this was, this, this, I wasn't with my wife at the time. Mm-hmm. Not to say nothing is coming out. Like, no, no. Nothing is foul coming out. Right, right. I wasn't with my wife, so you know what I was doing. So I was on the tour with LL. <laughs> Licking my lips. Pick tour, cookies oh, in a plastic yeah. bag. Giving out fucking flowers. Buildings. But um, <laughs> I was on a top 40 tour with LL Cool J, Ja Rule, I think Fat Joe, Ashanti. I, well, I did it. I did it with LL like three or four times. I was just on a random tour. Like he he would have forty cities. I'd be added to fourteen dates. And I remember LL having these women go crazy. I mean, LL would come outside. He'll take off his shirt and he would throw all the roses. And he'll talk to a woman. And I'm and alone th- in my room. And, sometimes I stare at the and then, wall. And then he'll go straight to his dressing room. Right. And I was too young to understand he's smart. Mm-hmm. So I would go to his room and be like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> like, let's go out there. <laughs> like, every woman in the world is screaming your name. Like, you just deaded me. Like, I was out there having a little bit of props. You came out with roses and you took, you, you took, you, you, put, you, you kept your, your, your Kango hat on. And I was like, so I asked him one time to do it. He's like, oh, no, I'm good. Then another time to do it, he's like, yo, Nori, I'm good. And then like the third time, he was like, yo, Nori, you know rappers get in trouble. Like people lie on us. You know what I mean? Like people lie on us. And he's like, yo, I pray you don't never have to do deal with that. He said, but I have never been on tour when I have, I have never been on trouble when I have my wife with me. Mm. And I was just like, wait a minute. Didn't make sense to me. Right, his name is Ladies Love. Cool. Yes, it didn't make sense yeah. to me. And I was just like, what? But then later on in life, I realized that it was hard to crush a rumor back then. If someone said, yo, you did this, you actually did it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't have Twitter to be like, yo, this woman is lying. Mm-hmm. Or this dude just made that up. I wasn't there. So I remember you used to do a magazine and it would come out two months later. So you were sitting back, so you can't even rebuttal a thing. And from that moment on, I was like, yo, if I ever meet the right woman, I'm going to do the same exact thing. Right. I'm going to do I'm going to keep her with me. And it's been working out for me. It's beautiful, I have not man. been in trouble. It's beautiful to see, man. <laughs> yes. Shout out to wifey. Yes. But um, let me say something. Very seldomly in hip hop, do you have a misunderstanding and then you guys get closer. All the time when we had the Kanye interview, EFN, because, you know, we really get drunk. Like, mm-hmm. like, so EFN stops the, like, not stops the interview, but after the interview is over, he's like, yo, I'm not really offended by anybody else, mm-hmm. but I want you to, to, to warn Talib. Let me just shout out EFN, by the way. Right. Um, right. To give him his flowers real quick. Right. EFN, before I met you, Mm-hmm. When EFN was doing his DJ thing, Crazy Hill Productions, mm-hmm. he would always show my records love. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I know that, you know, I think it was No Reality right. that you first had the Drink Champs song. Okay, you yes. That's real. Damn, damn, you're on point. Yeah, okay. it's people's party. You know yes, what it yes. Is. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you. <laughs> but, but you and EFN coming together is so important for the culture. And what he does with his fatherhood thing, right. it's, it's very beautiful. It's very beautiful, brother. So he, he hits me and he goes, yo, listen. Everyone else, yeah, this is the first Kanye. Mm-hmm. So everyone else Kanye talked about, um, not 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 like he didn't care, mm-hmm. but he was like, our relationship is with Tyler. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I feel like 
um, you should call him. So I'm like, I feel like we should call him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think your relationship was a little bit tighter. Right. And I think you might be blamed more. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Straight up. So I said, fuck it. And I called you, and so seldomly in hip-hop, because it was like, yo, Talib, I couldn't stop him Like at this point. And so suddenly in hip hop, do we get closer? Mm-hmm. So I I expressed to you that yo I didn't I didn't agree with him and you was like I get it Nori, you don't gotta worry. And this, me and now you, this is before the episode came out. Yes, we had this yes, conversation. I had to warn you. I had yeah. to warn you because so, and then me and you, it, it felt like me and your understanding of our relationship just got better. We just was talking all the time, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you knowing that I was. In a fucking catch twenty two, I appreciate you. Appreciate me that know that yo look, Ta. Once this guy started talking, I couldn't stop him, and I really couldn't. I really couldn't, but I could have. But I, but but you did. But, I want to yeah. give you your props yeah. right now okay. because there's two there's two Kanye episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one he talked a lot about me. He didn't talk about me the second one, but well, we 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 but, had conversations. But he was about talking both. about your hat, so I had to wear a hat right. today. <laughs> I got a fresh, I got a fresh new haircut. No, no. I was like, I'm still wearing a hat. I got tired. Right. I didn't realize how much you wear. Uh, hat game, I'm a hat guy. I'm a hat yes, guy. I represent yes. for the hat guys. Shout out to all the hat guys out there. By the now, way, Bart, we cut you off. But Dave Chappelle, we was we was um, you brought me to Dave Chappelle's mm-hmm. shack. And Dave Chappelle said, I'm not going to lie, Kanye. You do, oh, he's from Talib. He said, you do wear a lot of hats. He said, he be wearing them hats. out. <laughs> Yo, I couldn't believe because, like, here I am around this guy for years. And I didn't even realize how many hats, uh, how much hats I'm you a are. man of you many are, hats. You, you're a hat of sore. I'm a hat of sore. I'm a hat of sore. You're a hat of sore. There's, there's a word yeah. for that. It's called a haberdasher. Oh, okay. I didn't know I'm that. A, I'm, a hab- I'm a official haberdasher. But here's the thing that's, that I loved about that episode. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that... This is how I know we real friends because mm-hmm. a real friend is is not going to just hold you down when he's in your face. He's going to hold you down when right. you're not in the room. Right. And Kanye, you know, we in this era of my truth. Right. I don't subscribe to that. Right. To me, the truth is the truth. The truth lies I, a lie. I agree. I don't agree with my truth and your truth. And right. We, if we can't agree on the facts, right. and we can't even have a conversation. Right. So let's just agree on the facts. The facts is Kanye is an icon. Right. The facts is Kanye is a genius. Yep. The facts is Kanye put money in my pocket to help me feed my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, but the facts is also that I help Kanye out. Right. There's a lot of facts. When right. when that documentary comes out, you see the relationship. Nah, you that do we had. see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what made it even more weird. When I seen the documentary, mm-hmm. I was like, damn. And 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 don't don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Life does change. It's mm-hmm. like you you asked me about. All my errors, from mm-hmm. trap mm-hmm. to Capone to reggaeton mm-hmm. to Daddy Yankee, so life does change. But then, when you look at the beginning mm-hmm. and you say, "Ah, oh, man, this is why that was kind of like crazy," because and I didn't know you didn't co-sign the documentary. I thought you signed off. No, I did. I did. Okay, 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 I, okay, I, okay. I, I, the documentary is brilliant, by the way. Shout right. out to Cootie; they yep. did a great job with that. But yep. here's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. It took Will I Am coming on my show because I was tight at Kanye for what he said for a while. I could tell you was, let me tell you, let me just say something. Sorry. Okay, all That's good, all good, all good. I could tell you was tight, mm-hmm. but I could tell you kept your composure. Mm-hmm. You, t- you told me one of the most genius shits in the world. And I don't know if you, you, you want to edit it out, you can edit it out. But you said the weird shit about Kanye. This is what you told me. You said even when he disses you, 
he's bigging you up. Yeah, I remember that. And I was just like, that was so genius to me. You was like, yo, he knows he's kind of like, even though he says something wrong about me, mm-hmm. it kind of still helps me. I said it was like having a hit record out. Yeah, it was like yeah. having a hit record out. And I yeah. remember me being quiet on the phone. I didn't realize... It's that. like when you said you wish Pac would have dissed you and hit him up. Yes, it's the same exact yeah. thing. I didn't realize I was living in that same moment again. Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying, like with Pac, this is not... I didn't realize that... First off, I didn't realize that my platform, that's one million percent. I um, I have a friend, I, I, I choose not to say his name, but I had a friend who I said something about on, on the platform. He, does, he doesn't speak to me no more. Mm. I said the same exact joke well, he does speak to me. He just, he's it's very different. careful. He's it's very different. careful. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so. He's like, this might end up on the podcast. Yeah, this might end up on the podcast. <laughs> so I didn't realize my everyday jokes mm-hmm. that I say with people is taken serious on my show that I'm not even being serious on. So I didn't know the power of it. The first Kanye video, it went through the roof. It went through. Mm-hmm. But it was the second Kanye video be, that you really get, became... Okay, go ahead. Before, before we get, get to the second one, I want to okay. be, be clear with what I was upset yeah. about. Okay, yeah. Because look, Kanye, Kanye, you asked Kanye, started with, you asked Kanye, who does he prefer, me or Common? Okay. Right? And Kanye said, I prefer Common. Right. Kanye said, Common's a million... He said, Kanye's, Common's a, a thousand times better than quality. Right. Now, Common is one of my favorite rappers. Okay. If you like Common better than me, I get that. Okay. Ain't no nigga a thousand times yeah, better than yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And I remember... <laughs> and I remember. But I wasn't even mad about that. Right. I wasn't even mad about that. I wasn't mad about the hat shit. That right. was funny. Yeah. I, everything Kanye said was the truth. He said, I wish the nigga would read himself to death. Because right. what he was referring to... <laughs> I didn't that. He said that on your show. Okay, okay. What he was referring to was he would say wild things that were right. Un- incorrect. Right. And at that time, we were still in contact a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would send him articles... And proof, like, bro, bro, you right. can't, this is, you're incorrect about that. And right. he'd be like, yo, I don't want to read all this. I don't like reading. Mm-hmm. So when he came on your show, he's like, yo, Quali, he said that. He said, right. Quali keeps saying Damn, I didn't this shit that. to read. He right. said, this nigga just, I wish he would read himself to death. <laughs> That's a compliment. Right, that is. If I'm, a, if I'm an intelligent person, oh, you, so what you're saying is I read a lot. And I remember me saying to him, but didn't you just see each other? And this is part of, this <laughs> yeah. is part of what I want to thank you for. Yeah. Because you <laughs> was a good friend, bro. Because <laughs> I was so... Because I was thrown off. I was thrown off. I was thrown off, off. Yeah, by I was what he said off. because, yeah. but I forgot. Right. I forgot, bro. I forgot that, that I. That y'all was I just at a Dave Chappelle right. party together. You split it up in two. Yep. The first episode, yep. I didn't hear that part. Yes. So it was just Kanye dissing me. Mm-hmm. And Kanye said something very important. Mm-hmm. He said, he was dissing me with the hats mm-hmm. and to read himself to death. Right. Okay, I wear hats. Yes. Right. Yes. I read a lot. I don't see how that's a diss. Right. I didn't get offended by that. Right. The second part, he okay. says on your show, he said, I don't really like Quali's rhyme style. Right. I was posing as a backpacker. Where I come from, a pose is a bad thing. Yeah. I was frustrated with the culture because I'm like, we supposed to hold him more accountable for saying he was posing as a backpacker. Right. How does man go this? Because essentially he's saying, I'm lying to yeah. you. Yeah. I'm not really who I say I am. And Will I Am broke it down. I don't, I'm going to send you that clip of okay, Will yeah, I Am please, on my show please. breaking it down. And Will I Am was like, yo, Kanye's not lying. Like he was pretending to be a backpacker and you could see it. I'm like, yo, he wasn't lying. Wow. Right? I didn't know and that. And then you yeah. said... But didn't I just see you with him? <laughs> and I forgot. He right. came to uh, my birthday party was at Dave Chappelle comedy thing. Oh, wow. I didn't up. know that was your birthday and party. And so it was my birthday party. And I was DJing because I love DJing. Okay. It was me and mm-hmm. uh, Cypher Sounds mm-hmm. and all my Brooklyn niggas pulled up. All my mm-hmm. flappers, like my grimy flappers. Because I remember you told me, you said, 
He's kind of right. We did have 15 hats on. We had every, all my niggas had baseball hats yeah. on. Every single one of them. And Kanye said on your show, he said, damn, I just did see that nigga. Yeah. He said it was, now I got to fight 15 niggas with baseball hats on. Yo, was, and I was that like, was hilarious too. Yo, I was like, yo. That's he, exactly what it is. He kind of didn't diss you. He kind of picked you up. When he was he like, said, "Damn, yeah, I, I did. See, I did just see him. Fuck." And he but, was. That was funny yeah. because that was Kanye owning the fact that you know you can't just talk reckless. Right. You are gonna have to see somebody. Right. And you know, was, I, I did just see this nigga, and right. next time I see him because I'm talking, it right. might be a fight. Now right. I have no actual beef with Kanye. Right. I, 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 right. I, that's not true. Right. I don't like the Nazi shit. I mean, that's the second. You know what I'm saying? Not just with you, but with Alex Jones and with right. him hiring right. Nick Fuentes and Milo. Right. I'm not with none of that shit. Right. There's a lot of shit that Kanye said that can be forgiven, right? right? There's a lot of shit. Anything he said about me and my music, I don't give a fuck about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only, my issue with Kanye, and you called me the second Drink Champs, mm. you called me before it came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you was like, I'm not sure I should drop this. This is very true. Yeah, and I you said, Charlamagne right, said, don't listen, drop it. Listen, I remember where I was to the T. Right. Because me and you had developed such a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I respected that you knew, like, you know, I kind of couldn't stop him at certain points. I kind of mm-hmm. couldn't, like, damn, I've been fucking up your mic the whole time. But um, I kind of couldn't, and I, but I wanted you to warn you. Mm-hmm. And me and you had spoke more and more and more. And for something about this second episode, I just knew... I knew that it was it was evil. Like I knew things that was said. I don't. I'm not calling him evil at right, all. But right. I, I knew that things that was said. And then there's a lot of people. And then you even did a post. He was like, "Yo, he's not really Nori's friend because he used Nori." Mm-hmm. And I didn't look at it like that. But I could see how you could have looked at it like that. I'll be honest with you, and I'm gonna say this on this show right now. Mm-hmm. That was more me. You know what? That was more me. That was more about my feelings mm. than about how he treated you. Right. I, I saw. I I, right. I I I didn't like the fact that the world. I felt like the world should have had my back a little bit more. Right. When Kanye said he was a poser. Right. And so I was like, here's an opportunity for me to show, and that was more ego driven than right. anything for me to say that. Right. Because I should let you just ex- express how you felt. So basically, if you see Kanye right now, you forgive him. I forgive him for the for anything he said about my music because right. that means nothing. Right. If I see Kanye, if Kanye walk in the room right now. I would give him a hug. Right. I would give him a pound. I would show him love. Right. And the moment he got comfortable, I would say, "What's up with that Nazi shit?" Bro? Right. Because we have to hold our, each other accountable. Yes. The whole like, like I was saying earlier, we got to communicate more. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I got love for Kanye, and yeah. I could see myself in a in a in an alternate future, even in, in this future, rekindling right. and rebuilding a relationship with him. Right. That's but, big, that's big of you. But when I when when you called me, I, this is what I remember. I said to you, and it clicked for you, mm-hmm. because I said, Nori. It dropped like a Saturday night, the second one, right? And I said, Nori. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Right? I said, look no, at No, 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 we recorded it Sunday. No, 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 Saturday, you're right. We, Saturday morning, we recorded mm-hmm. it, and we dropped it on Sunday morning. Right. And I, I said, Nori. Edit. I didn't look through the edit. You edit now, though. Yeah, They call me Nori editor. Right. But I said to you, I said, Nori, I said, Nori, look at the comments. Yep. I said, look at the comments. And if you look at the comments on that initial second episode, it's a bunch of like, White people. Like Race, bigging not, him up. Yeah, not, bigging, not yeah, bigging him up. Uh-huh. Bigging Nick Fuentes up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't they was talking about... I didn't know who Nick Fuentes exactly. was Exactly. The they was time. talking yeah. about Nick Fuentes. Yeah, all, you kept telling me. You're right. You did. All in the comments, you they were like, Nick Fuentes, Nick Fuentes, Nick Fuentes. I'm already knowing Nick Fuentes is a Nazi. 
So I'm calling not. And that's the guy who got punched in his face, right? No, that's that's um uh uh Richard Spencer. Okay, all right. Nick Fuentes is the guy that Kanye ended up hiring yeah, after yeah, yeah, the yeah, drink yeah, champs yeah. to run his campaign. Yep. Nick Fuentes is a Nazi. He right. says a bunch of Nazi shit all the time. That's just what he's on. Right. And so I said to you, I said, Kanye doesn't because he big Nick Fuentes up on your yeah, show. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. And I said, yes. you don't know who that is. Yep. And you was like, damn, that's I, that's not what I was trying to do. Word. It was from that moment on that I know politics is not my game. Mm-hmm. I so was it when we had Russell Simmons on? That was the moment. Because <laughs> that know, was a whole different. That thing. was a learning experience yeah. as well. Um, Amanda Sills is somebody I respect a lot. I love Amanda, um, and Amanda's story sometimes is, is, is not sometimes, but it's it's real. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when I first had I had Russell Simmons on. It was a. It wasn't good. Everyone, everyone, it was. It was. Everyone was critiquing them. And you got to realize, I don't want to defend myself because mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, right? Right. If I was wrong for having them, I had. It was a Black Lives Matter episode. I had you, Bumby. Mm-hmm. Who else did I my have? My son. My son. Like uh, I was Mark, trying. Mark Lamont Hill. I was trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I might have picked the wrong moment. I would. Let me just add this, uh-huh. and I don't even know if we're gonna keep it, right? Because this might just be my own thing, but. I don't fuck with Amanda Seals. Mm. Amanda Seals, I don't think she's a good gauge for anything. Okay. Amanda Seals is brilliant. Okay. Amanda Seals is, is highly intelligent. Okay. She is someone who has spoken out and used her voice for the culture. When mm. I was recording my first album with High Tech, she was in the studio with us back then. I've known mm. Amanda Seals since she was Amanda Diva. Okay. When she was trying to get on Hot 97 and okay. before she got on MTV and everything. But I've had people make slanderous, outlandish allegations about me mm-hmm. that Amanda Seals has co-signed. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And then Amanda Seal would be in my DMs after she co-signed some foul shit about me. Oh, and wow. I questioned her about this. I said, Amanda, well, why would you be in my DMs and why would you be liking my post mm. if you don't fuck with me? And her response was, well, I believe the people, you know, I believe victims. She, she was accusing me of some shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so this is something, I've never actually shared this with nobody. Oh, wow. But I'm very, very like... Amanda Seals got to calm down with that shit because she don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, yeah, that's but, but if she was a victim, then you could understand how she could yeah. side with the victim. That's, that's correct. And but too, I also have a history in this. So you have to acknowledge my history of who I am to yeah. this culture and yeah. acknowledge that if you hear something about me, that you have to not just weigh what this person who said, yeah. what yeah. they said, but also have to weigh who I am, my right. character. I've been having the, the most learning lessons of life. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I always big up Cormega for giving me this this compliment. Cormega says, listen, man, you're learning on the job. And it's truly what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know politically correct ways to do this. Mm-hmm. I know that this is something I love. I love sitting down talking to you. Me and you have we, me and you film a podcast every two weeks. Mm-hmm. We just don't have cameras around. That's right. We speak, we talk. We don't always agree on opinions. Mm-hmm. You tell me this, I tell you this, and we also agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I, I feel like our relationship has gotten even stronger, which is like, this is the most unique for me. Because if most of the time, if someone says something about another artist on a podcast, that artist is calling me trying to take my head off. Mm-hmm. How could you let me do that? How could you do that? And the thing is, I don't want to edit. And now I learned. I learned that some things should be edited. But if people would have actually seen the unedited version, the Kanye. holy moly! Like even even 
uh, Dave, a lot of people don't know this. Dave Chappelle, obviously, let me not call him Dave, so like y'all, y'all thinking I'm talking about any, because there's 15 right. million Daves in the world. But even Dave episode, like, I wanted people to see the true version of how this in- interaction was. It was so organic. It was just, we didn't, you got to realize, we called each other, mm-hmm. said, yo, look, man, Dave probably can't get on camera. So let me give you context so you can go into that story. Yasin okay. Bey, we had a Black Star album out. Mm-hmm. And Yasin Bey famously doesn't do interviews. Yes. And I love the fact that he did. My, he said, Thank we said, you, he said if, are you going to do any interviews? Right. He goes, there's two interviews I'll do. Right. I'll do the the hot sauce interview with the oh, niggas oh, with the oh, hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, the, the wings. Um, yeah. Hot ones. Hot, hot ones. ones. I'll do hot ones, uh-huh. which we didn't get to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll do drink champs. Well, I'm glad you did the drink champs. Yes. Let's get the drink, drink yes. champs clap going on. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I said, I said, but I said, But I know okay. he didn't do interviews, though. And I, I said, that. okay. I said, well, drink champs. Well, Nori, that's family. Right. So that's nothing but a word. Right, right. So I called you. Yes. And I said, Nori, Yasin Bey is in... America, which is yes. rare. Rare. He's in Ohio. Yes. We want to do drink champs. Nori was like, I'll get the private jet. Yes. And I'll fly to Yellow Springs, Ohio. Yes. And we'll film that. And he's like, yo, that's Dave Chappelle's town. Right. And he was like, yo, is Dave going to be there? And right. I'm like, yo, Dave will be there. Mm-hmm. But I asked Dave, I said, Dave, will you do drink champs with me? And we're going to do a Black Star drink champs. Right. Dave was like, this is exact, this, this is Dave's exact words. He said, I can't be on drink champs. Right. But what I'm going to do is, since it's going to be filmed in the shack, Right. His spot. I'm gonna do a NASCAR wave. Right. He didn't do that, but that's what he said he was gonna yeah, do. Yeah, because so this is this is this is the reason I mean, why. Come, come more okay. co- context, right? Cool. So I called you, and this is where yeah. I, I, yeah. I have to take responsibility because I right. fucked up. Because mm-hmm. the Dave Dave Chappelle is my friend, mm-hmm. and he's gonna listen to me if I say Nori wants to do drink champs. He's gonna say yes. Yeah. If I say we filming this, he's gonna say yes. yes. But he's also an industry. He's yes. also a business, yes. and I didn't consider that. Yes. I was just so excited yes. that I was connecting my friends. I didn't consider there's a whole operation that goes be beyond me about Dave Chappelle doing an interview. Yeah. Shout out to Carla. I didn't contact his people. I just set it up. And, and you know what you said to me? I'm, I'm going to cut you off for yeah, yeah. one second. You said, this is what made me forgive the whole situation. Because at first, I was like, damn, why wouldn't Dave Chappelle... Like, we did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Go, so so let me just say let me just say what, 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 what I, I intake what happened. Yes. You called... I called you, rather. You said, yo, I got Black Star. And I believe it was L.A. first. It was like, we're in L.A. But I was like, damn, I don't think I could make it to L.A. He said, but we're going to be in Ohio. So I said, oh, okay. Maybe we could get, you know, make it a whole thing with Dave. So at the very last minute, he was like, it was, I believe it was you saying, yeah. But then at the very last minute, it was like, yo, Dave can't be on f- f- film. He can't be on right. camera. Because remember, like, I hate calling this guy the attacker, but... The attacker, yeah, yeah, yeah. the attacker right first happened. That. It was right after the attacker. So I was like, holy shit. And by the way, that's like kind of like ill, calling somebody the attacker. So I was just like, I was right. just like, all right, cool. Did we call him Carl or something? What's his name? Carl. <laughs> Carl the attacker. Carl the attacker. So at the very last minute, we like, yo, you call, you say, yo, man, Dave said he can't do it, but don't worry. You're not going to lose nothing. So I was like, all right, cool. 
And this is the reason why... You was already on, the, on your way at that point. I was already on my way. I was already to the private plane. And, and right. by the way, they don't unswipe your, your card. No, you said that plane. too. You said, you told me how much the plane cost. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, we fucked up. Right. Like, and Revolt is never fucking with us again. <laughs> like, I knew this. Right. But when we landed, this is the reason why I wanted to keep it in its entirety. But when we landed, it was like we were there for Black Star. But Dave couldn't resist. He it couldn't was resist. so organic. Yeah. And like it was like he went from, I'm not gonna be on camera, to he just jumped out of nowhere with a mic. <laughs> and it was hey, so, waka waka. It was it, it was so hilarious. Right. It was so put together. It was exactly what we wanted. And mm. then our then and we went back and forth with Carla, big up Carla. We went back and forth with uh, Corey, uh, Corey uh, Smith. Corey Smith. Mm-hmm. We went there, and you said something to me that just soothed the whole situation. You said, "Nori, he's my friend, and sometimes I don't understand how famous he is." Mm-hmm. That shit meant so much to me mm-hmm. because that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like. Sometimes you sitting next to somebody that you probably, okay, y'all friends. Mm-hmm. You his friend, he's your friend, but there's people who's protected him. There's people who was sitting back and critiquing every move that he makes because they're not trying, they're not, it's not doing it in a wrong way, but they're not trying to lose or they're not trying to put a person in a position. And that's their actual job. Yeah. And I didn't understand that at the time. So I was a little mad. And then when you said that to me, that shit just made so much sense. I was just like, yo, I had no rebuttal. Mm. I was just like, wow, that is true. Like, I don't know how famous sometimes I am. Right. So imagine Dave fucking Chappelle. That that statement that you said, it sued me. I, I immediately forgave him. And then it was crazy because I didn't see him. We didn't speak. We didn't nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Cypher Sounds calls me. He goes, yo, you in Dallas? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, me and Dave Chappelle is in Texas. Mind you, me and Dave ain't speak since then. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are you sure? And we, filmed, we filmed for about two hours and about 45 minutes. And only in 45 up. minutes. So, yeah. so I had to tell him because I didn't know, was it Dave? I didn't know if it was coming from Dave. So I told Cypher Sounds, I said, yo, Cypher, can you make sure Dave know you invited me? He said, yeah, it was Dave I's dick. Like, he, uh, he basically called me an idiot. He was like, <laughs> he's like, uh, duh. Like, <laughs> duh. Like, we, like, I showed him you was in Dallas, and he was like, and then I got to see him. And Dave was just a man's man. You know, I won't disclose the conversation because I do know that we're still being, we're filmed. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't disclose the conversation. But it made me realize who, who we are in general. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes there's people that's in a position to protect us, and sometimes they might be protecting us more than we need to be protected. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, they're there for that job. They're there for that job. Like, it's like my my friends right now, like, you know, Sonny is here, you know, to make me laugh and make me, you know what I mean, uh, 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 for him to be funny. And then my man Diego's there to be, like, kind of, like, serious. Like, this is these people's jobs. Like, and who was I to like kind of like try to change their job? I didn't know, I didn't understand that till you said that. You said, Dave is my friend. He hasn't even done People's Party. I think that's what you said. That's right. He still ain't done People's Party. And, he, and you said, 
But let me just tell you something, Nori. Sometimes I forget how famous he is. So I was like, that shit just made so much sense to me. And like, it made me zen. Because I was like, damn, you know what? If Ty Liv forgets how famous he is, I don't even know half of it. Mm. All I see is Dave in motherfucking arenas. Right. Sold out for 30,000 people. And then I might get to see him smoke cigarettes after. You know what I'm saying? It was <laughs> right. some Japanese whiskey out right. there. And it, it made me realize, holy shit. It made me realize the responsibility that he has as a public figure. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that my people do the same thing. That's right. In a different level. That's in right. In a different level. But I was, to tell you the truth, oh, because we had two hours and 40 minutes or two hours and 12 minutes. It's something, one of those. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you this is the most hilarious shit <laughs> I've ever seen because Dave is naturally a funny person. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't need a script. He doesn't, and, and you got to see it. So eventually, I'm going to want to fly to Yellow Springs and just play it for him. Right. The whole entirety. Never, we don't never have to use it. But um, that was like a real experience for us with Drink Champs because we had to we had to humble ourselves and say, you know what? Our relationship with Dave is way bigger than the content of this interview. I'm glad that I'm part of the two episodes that mm. made you want to edit. Oh, you somehow, God damn it. Somehow, <laughs> what's wrong with you, darling? What is going I'm, on? I'm involved. Thank you whenever. for throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's him, man. It's him, guys. So anybody in the comments who wants to blame Drink Chance for editing now, mm. send that blame my way. No, and that's I, beautiful. I also want to say that, you know, shout out to Rosa Clemente. You know okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we had a whole beef, conversation right? yeah. about the whole, with that with that Black Lives Matter episode. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, she's Puerto Rican, and yes. she called me, she's like, Nori's Puerto Rican, get me on the phone with him. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Listen, I actually was a fan of her. Mm-hmm. I actually, I was, a, I was, I really wanted her to DM me or something, mm-hmm. or hit you first. The problem was, she went straight to, to the internet. Yeah, y'all was arguing on Twitter for and a second. I, 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 and I couldn't understand <laughs> Like, you don't understand. She's passionate. Yes, but you don't understand how it feels to be critiqued by your own people when you knew, like, I didn't, I didn't know better, but I realized that I'm, I'm, I can't say I don't know better no more. I have to start knowing better. That's what I want to get to. Because you used to do something on your show that you don't do anymore since that era. Mm -hmm. Used to be on your show like, I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. I don't read. I don't Mm -hmm. this and that, that and this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it wasn't that you are those things. Right. You just want to let people know. Yeah, like don't, 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 don't put me to the level of a politician. I, That's what I was trying to establish. Go ahead. My I bad. saw you on. You haven't done an interview in a long time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Juan Epstein. Yes, you know, that's with the, the, the uh, podcast pioneers. Yes. Shout out to Elliot and BDOT. Mm-hmm. One of the last real interviews we did was on Rap Radar. Yes. And I like what, that Rap Radar interview because they care about the culture. Yeah, they These, do. And, and it, I like the different pers- perspectives. I like to see how Elliot and you were schooling BDOT on certain things that he wasn't outside. Yep. You know, one thing that you said on that podcast was mm-hmm. you said, I'm not a journalist. And mm. if people learn something from my show, I might be offended. Right. That was 2016. Right. Fast forward to 2023, you and me on the phone, and I hope I'm not telling too much of your business. No problem. But you said, wow, Talib, I'm a journalist. Yeah. I didn't know I was a journalist. Well, well I'm a journal media list. Okay, okay. <laughs> because I'm technically not, but uh-huh. I technically am because mm-hmm. I'm delivering information that you are learning from now. Yes. And I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't, like, to tell you the truth, my first, very first podcast was with Fat Joe. 
I couldn't believe anybody watched this. Mm-hmm. The reason why I couldn't believe anybody watched it is me and Fat Joe didn't break no stories. He talked about the same pun stories that he had. Mm-hmm. And I talked about the same pun stories that I had. And Elliot and them still got mad at you. like Yeah, they was <laughs> But um, what I'm trying to say is, I didn't realize my, like, my responsibility as not maybe a journalist, but as a media guy. Like, I'm delivering... I'm delivering, like, like I, I didn't realize this shit, Talib. Like, I'm walking through airports, and these people are saying, yo, episode 137, you remember when you said such and such at 12.5 seconds, and mm-hmm. such and such, and I'm looking like, no, I don't remember that, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, no. But what I realized is I was trying to be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Just to entertain it, just be entertaining. Mm-hmm. But some people was taking this information, which is real information, and they're taking everything literal. And I had to start learning to change. I had to start learning to be like, okay, I have to, I have to, I have to have somewhat of a responsibility. Then I thought they just wanted me to be an idiot. They wanted right. me to just be that guy, like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't read, I don't do this. You know, I, that's what I thought they wanted me to do. Until I realized I actually do have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to, to, to deliver to my audience who is dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Like, even, even the haters, because I see you, you, you can't let a hater live at all. <laughs> you go, <laughs> oh my God, Tyler. <laughs> Where's Sonny go? Where's Sonny go? Where's Sonny right there? Sonny, what we, 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 we oh, listen, almost every morning, he'd be like, I live at it again. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, my boy Sonny, I don't, I don't know. Yo, listen. Your page. Yeah. I, don't know, your page, I don't know if he's your stalker or if he just, but he'll, every time you beefing online, he'd be like, Yo, darling, go in. I do it so y'all don't have to do it. Yes, yeah, so, so you really, like, engage. <laughs> Like you yeah, nobody nobody engages like you. Like you really, you really and you're into it. Like he said, you be on other people's pages arguing. Oh, it's fun. Like, I have yeah. fun. I have fun you like I love a healthy discourse. Yeah, but I didn't understand I had a responsibility to the culture. Like you gotta realize, we talked about it. Like when I came home from jail, I was the soberest person. I, I even have a line on the worry part where I say, I don't even drink like that. I sell crack. Mm-hmm. And it, that that's that's changed, mm-hmm. obviously. You don't even sell crack like that. No, I don't you sell drink. crack at all. Yes, <laughs> now I drink. <laughs> but so I did. So as I'm saying, like from my career changing to to me doing this, I didn't understand my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that even though I was trying to be ignorant. I was trying to be ignorant. I still had to show them my smartness. Mm-hmm. I still had to show them that I'm intelligent. I still had to keep them in. And when I learned that, that's when I feel like everything got better for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when I say I learned it, I'm, I'm learning it with EFN. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not claiming the success by myself. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, was a, it was a changing moment. It was like, because like you said, I knew that second interview. I knew it. I, I called you for advice. So even if I was doubting myself, I should have stayed back. Like going through turmoil sometimes is the best thing you could happen in life. Mm-hmm. Like, remember your moms told you don't touch the fucking stove? Mm-hmm. 
But your ass still touched the stove. And you got that little bump on your finger mm-hmm. from the bubble. But if you didn't touch that stove, you wouldn't have learned that, that she wasn't playing. That stove is hot. So that's where we've been going through. Like, we've been fortunate enough to have great episodes where it's just through the roof. And then we had episodes where it was just like, wow, maybe I regretted that one. Maybe we should have took this part out. And what's crazy, again, like I told you with the Foxy Brown um, bang bang vocals, if you hear the other vocals she had, this is the least disrespectful, the least dumbed down. And if you kind of hear like other episodes of episodes we regretted, it's a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So we, we edited to a certain extent, but we didn't edit overall. And for that, I regret that. You know, I, I I told Kanye that. He told me. You know, a lot of people don't understand is that he called me and asked for the episode to be taken down. Yeah. I told him, this is my exact words to him, was I felt like I, I, felt like I helped black people love you the first episode. Mm. And I felt like I took that all away with the second episode. <laughs> Like, I felt like, holy shit, the same black audience that you might have lost. Like, he he told me, yo, black women talk to me again mm. for the first episode. Right. And I didn't realize... When he was being a poser. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't realize... No, I didn't realize... <laughs> I'm going to let that go. Keep, keep no, going. <laughs> I didn't realize that he he was going through that. Yeah, that yeah, he was yeah. going through... You know. As black women go, so will the nation. Yes. You know? Like, so, when he told me... Like, that was one of... I went from having one of the best compliments to, like, one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, he told me, yo, you got black women to love me again. Mm-hmm. That was dope. You mm-hmm. know how dope I felt? That's I a lot of power. moms. A lot I was power. like, yo, I got, I got black women to love Kanye again. They love Kanye again. And then the next interview, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it was like, black people just... Oh, my God. Like, it was... It was scary, and it was... Rushed. Mm-hmm. I did so much, and I was in a winning spree of my time. I was winning, 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 and I'm gonna tell you what the problem was with that. I wanted to spike the ball. Well, see, that leads into my last question. Okay, cool. And you wanted to spike the ball? Yes, I did. At a time when you was nominated for podcast of the year, yeah, yeah, which I've never received a nomination for <laughs> BT. Yeah, we all know? mad, BT. but <laughs> at first, you know what I'm saying? and and I gotta big up Diddy, right? Because Brother Love, yeah, has been such a huge force in the culture. Yeah. He's so important to the culture. Yeah, and I'm not a. This is not a gossip. Show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's sleeping with who. What yeah, relationships? Yeah, I, don't, you know, I don't care. I don't either. care. I, we, and, we don't. And contrary to popular belief. I'm happy for Carisha. Yes, yes and, and you said her name. And, and yes. listen, not only am I happy for Carisha, but I'm actually a huge fan of City Girls. Yeah, I'm um, a huge fan too. As a DJ, I play their records. Yep. I, I like what they're doing. I like the fact that she has a podcast. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that she's winning. But let's keep it a buck. Right. I call my podcast the world's best podcast. Okay, that's Because cool. that's how I feel. Yes, you, should you should feel that way about right. your podcast. She should feel her way about that podcast. I, I agree. But... When it comes to this hip-hop culture, right. there's certain things that people are doing culturally right. that I feel like BET, and this has nothing to do with Carisha. 
Right. Nothing to do with yeah, Young Miami. I, I, my statement had nothing to do with yeah. Carisha. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like Issa Rae. I'm, I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah, me too. So I'm rooting for her success, mm-hmm. but I'm also rooting for the truth. Yeah. And I'm also rooting for accountability. Yeah. And I'm also rooting for not revisionist history. Right. BET has never been a black-owned company. Even when Robert Johnson owned it, oh, wow. he's a billionaire. Right. His focus was on capitalism, not on black people. He understood mm. that black people make money. Mm-hmm. I don't think Robert Johnson did BET because he's like, I'm trying to do something for black people. Right. He's like, this is a moneymaker. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I have respect for that too. Right. I'm not, I don't consider myself a capitalist. I right. benefit from living and growing up in a capitalist system. I right. still wear Nikes and all that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I try to stay away from capitalist ideals. Understood. Right. So I'm not mad at somebody who's a hustler. I'm yeah. not mad at somebody for getting money and this and that. But I do consider myself a curator of this culture. Yeah. Me and too. when it comes to this culture, what Drink Champs does is very important. Yeah. What you and EFN do is very yes. important. It can't be understated. You, ha- you have to know as Nori, when you go in the world and the way that people respond to you based on Drink Champs yes. is, is very cultural. Yes. I don't, People's Party, we don't do the numbers that Drink Champs does. Right. But even though we don't do the numbers that Drink Champs does, mm-hmm. or that Joe Button does, or mm-hmm. that Math Hoffa does, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that when I run into an artist, mm-hmm. when I run into Little C's, and when I run into Michael Bivens, and I mm-hmm. run into, when I run into Nori, mm-hmm. when I run into an artist, they're like, I have to do your show. Yeah, you have to do your that show. That means more than any numbers. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? And so... What I'm just saying is, is that I'm reclaiming my time. I know right. for a fact that for People's Party, for three years straight, mm-hmm. with hardly any breaks, mm-hmm. we done given you some of the best interviews. And like you said, mm-hmm. you wasn't always trying to be a journalist. Mm-mm. I came in trying to be a journalist. So right. I know from our episodes with Little Kim, to Jon Stewart, to Ice Cube and them, to now right. Nori, right. I know the work with that we do. And I'm proud of it. And I know that nobody is putting it down like People's Party. Nobody yeah. is doing the research. And, and let me say something. Mm-hmm. Harmon, because you all. No, but please, let me say on. something because I sent out a tweet and it was really more so responding to the fans. Mm-hmm. The fans was hitting me and saying, hey, what the hell is this going on? Like two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And like, God bless. Because like I said, I, I have no... Young Miami, she did drink champs. Mm-hmm. It's the work that we put in mm-hmm. over that next year for the next award show that I'm not mad at her. If if shit, if right. you win, you win. Like God bless me. Like you, God bless you. Excuse me. I'm mad at the people. Mm. I'm Speak mad at the it. society. I'm mad at. I'm and I'm not mad by the way. Right. I'm making You're a joke. I'm critiquing because yeah. like constructive for, criticism. If I go. And I have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And I say, this wine is not for me. That doesn't make me a hater. Mm-hmm. It's just this wine ain't for me. Right. And I need to understand why. Now Everything ain't for everybody. Everything ain't just for everybody. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of people that work hard. It's a lot of people. We're changing the face of media. Mm-hmm. No, no if, ands, or but about it. Like, God bless me for saying this, but for years, we would have to go do black radio with black people not there. Mm. We would have to do, like, we know iHeart is owned by non-black people. We mm. know that MS Broadcast is owned by non-black people. We know this. Mm. It's not a game. It's, it's not a, a rumor. This is real things. So now that we're finally claiming that media space like, if Nas was to do an interview right now, 
And he was the dude just drink champs. Do you know the power that he just gives drink champs? Mm-hmm. Do you know the power that he gives people's party? Because every other outlet will pick it up. Mm-hmm. It's just it got to be exclusive to us. Mm-hmm. And when it's exclusive to us, it gives us a power. Like, God bless me. I love Jay-Z. He sat down with Gail King. I get it. It's a great relationship. Dope, dope. I have yeah. no. I, I'm a. I'm a. Gail Spade King is, guy. is also Team Chappelle as well. She'd be yeah, around. I'm a. I'm a Dave. Yeah. But what I wouldn't rather him sit with the People's Party. Would I would rather him sit with with Joe Button's podcast or Drink Champs or Million Dollars Worth a Game? Of course, mm-hmm. because we're finally in the space. Of us owning our own everything. Yeah. And podcast has helped for that. Like so many people, like I I, I listen to 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 Gilly say that he can't be blackballed no more. Mm-hmm. And if and if I don't think he was ever blackballed, but if that's true, let me big up big up Gilly. If that's true, podcast did that for us. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I see Joe Button. I, I don't agree with a lot of shit Joe Button do, bro. Yeah. Like, but that's my man. Yeah, man. I call him. I say, yo, hey, man. Right, right. Hey, man. You be, you be playing. He be, you be lighting the match and just staying there. <laughs> like, and Joe, let's, let's, just, let's just put this yeah. on the table. Yes, that's Joe my Joe was doing this before anybody saw our future in it. Yes, he did. When he did. was live streaming yes, and you streaming yes, and all yes. that. He'd been in the streets yes. for a minute. What, Joe, oh. Uh, he doesn't care, and, and and what's so beautiful about it is 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 like what we got right now is so beautiful. Like it's so beautiful. But I just want to add on. I see mm. you and Joe Buttons talk about you know. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, let's get to it. Which I was talking about with podcasts and rappers. Yeah. I just want to say that out of all these podcasters, mm. I'm still dropping albums. Yes, I don't know what y'all talking about. No, 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 I got no. new. I got no, new no, two no. new albums out this no. year. But let me clarify, let me clarify as, as I'm asking for another bottle to be popped. Because yeah. um, it made me sound like I was talking about all rappers, right? right. I, me, I didn't take it like that. It's how I delivered it. Mm-hmm. And after I watched that, I said, oh, okay, I can see how certain people can, can take this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. This is what I meant. So many of your favorite rappers see me lit. Seen it going down. Right. And they came and met me either here, mm-hmm. they met me either there or there, and they, they soaked up all the game from me. You're not lying. I don't and think they, you said anything wrong. Yes, they soaked up all the game. Let me tell you what they did. And then they went and they signed to these other non-hip-hop companies. I'm not saying non-black. I'm saying non-hip-hop. It's a big difference because I believe hip-hop is a race. Mm-hmm. And and and, and artists are to, to make it an even bigger for me. I, I agree. Artists is my tribe. Yes, I'm, artists I'm is my tribe. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm and all that. Yep. But my tribe is not based on race. Yes, it's, based it's on not art. based on race. It's based. It's yeah. based on. It's based on. And so many of them came to me, and they took all the knowledge that I gave them, mm-hmm. and they went and got money with a person that is non hip hop. And I laughed at them. I did. I can't lie. Like I, I, I don't come to me soak up game, and then when it's time to actually do business, you go to the exact opposite of what we was just talking about. That's not fair to me. My my time is valuable. Like when I'm on the phone with you, I don't bullshit with you. You don't bullshit with me. That's right. Like we we have. I don't think we've ever had a non real conversation. I feel like every time we commerce. 
it's always been progressive, something right. that is positive, and something that is built. Even even when we had a couple of uh, disagreements, not me and you, but I'm saying the disagreements around that, mm-hmm. it's always been a certain way. So basically, you respect my time and I respect your time. That's right. When an artist fly out here and we go to dinner and they say, well, no, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And then you go sign to somebody and you think you could do what I do and then you fail. I'm not laughing at the failure. I'm not laughing at you failing, but I'm laughing at you not believing. Mm. You believed every, you took every single thing that I said and you applied it, but you applied it to you doing it. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. That ain't, you can't, and you can't do that in no other game. Right. Let, name me, a, name me, name me another game where you could go to McDonald's and be like, you McDonald's, so how y'all make y'all cheeseburgers? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this special sauce? I need right. to know what's in this special sauce. Right. You know what I mean? And then you take that same special sauce, you take that same recipe, and you make McDowell's, right? Right. And then McDowell's tanks. You mean to tell me you're not gonna be a little upset? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be, you're not, I'm not human now. Like people made it seem like I was like. This big character. I ain't no big character. I'm a humble. I don't think you told any lies what you said what, on that show. What I, what I said, yeah, I was being upfront because what I meant. The was, truth can be harsh sometimes. Yeah, the truth can be harsh, yeah. but but it's the truth. It's the truth. You can't come see me and hang out with me and then get all this knowledge from me and then go get in quote unquote what you probably thought was my enemy. Right. You probably got down with the same exact person that I told you. Look, these guys are this and this and this. I don't do things like that. And that's what I meant. I wasn't dissing rappers. Yeah, I only I only mm. brought it up because like like what Nas has recently said when he's mm. talking about his run with Hip Boy, legendary run. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nas made a comment, and I'm paraphrasing about how he wants to see rappers not retire. How he yeah. wants to see rappers still, I you know, just that. just make music for fun. Like why why are y'all not making music? Right. And I've always been on that type of time. A hit. Mm. Noria hit dog will holler. Yes. The reason why I personally didn't take offense to what you said mm-hmm. is because what when I heard it. He's not talking about me. Nah. Because I just shouldn't. dropped the album. You shouldn't. I'm still a rapper. And by the you way, and by the way, I was saying unsuccessful rappers. Mm-hmm. You're a successful rapper. I don't think any rapper should have took that person. I, you know, I use the term failed rappers all the time. Okay. Because on when I'm arguing with people online, I call people failed rappers all the time. Yeah. And there's been times where people have gotten, uh, gotten didn't, upset. Did, didn't Drake just call out the Joe Boy? He did. Drake, you're a foul nigga I'm going to bring that up. So <laughs> shout out to my man DJ Talim. He used to dance for Brand Nubian. Okay. Um, I had some failed rappers dissing me and I called them failed rappers and he challenged me on that. It's my mm. man. Mm. God body dude. He challenged me. He said, yo, I don't think you should be using that term because there's a lot of people who are not making money in it and a lot of people who love the culture and this and that. I said, listen, I'm not talking about them. Mm-hmm. If you someone who raps and it didn't work out for you, you got a nine to five, you drive a bus, you work in mm-hmm. transit, that's not being a failed rapper. You still part of the culture. Yeah. I'm good with that because yeah. I've never judged success based on radio hits yeah, or none yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. A failed rapper is a nigga who trolled me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you feel the need, if you think you're going to gain, gain clout by trolling me, you mm-hmm. a failed rapper. Mm-hmm. If you out there rapping because you a MAGA rapper, you rapping mm-hmm. on behalf of Donald Trump, mm-hmm. you a failed rapper. Mm-hmm. If you a rapper that's out there dissing me, talking about I drive foreigns and this and that, that and this, and you don't, you're not outside getting it like this, you a failed rapper. Mm-hmm. My son recently made a post about mm-hmm. what, what Drake said about Joe Budden. 
And he oh, said, and shout out to my son, because my son is on your records early. Yes. And yes, my, that's son is, my, man. my son is one of my favorite. Um, Yusuf Salam interview. That's right. He you. popped up, yep. you know, because I was doing Brock's things. Yeah, and that was fine. Brock's niggas roll up. That's fine. And my, my son did a post criticizing Drake for calling Joe Button a failed rapper. Now, let's be clear. I'm a fan of Drake. I'm a super fan of Drake. I think Drake yeah. is amazing. I'm going to go to the Drake concert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to buy too. the Drake album, all that. I'm also a fan of Joe Button. Me too. I'm a fan of Joe Button as an MC. I'm a fan of him as a media entity. Yes. I don't agree with Drake's assessment of Joe Button's career. There's, there's things that Drake said about Joe Button that I do agree with. Okay. But I don't agree that Joe Button is a failed rapper. Okay. Because Joe Button was a very successful rapper who just made different choices. Mm -hmm. And I said on my son's page, I said, I know for a fact that my son don't get rapper show money. I know for a fact that my son is not out here making big money rap deals. Right. But my son is way more well-known now than he was before he went to jail. Mm. And so, and he's way more well-known because he leaned into the social justice aspect. Mm -hmm. He leaned into fighting for the people. What my son represents to me is not just he's not a failed rapper, he's actually one of the, the most successful rappers mm -hmm. because he's so famous as a rapper for representing for the people. That yep. to me is a success story. You, you correct. You know what I'm saying? You could, I mean, yo, like but um I say what I have to say, there are failed rappers out there. There are failed rappers. There's so many people, like I said, that took advice that didn't take advice. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go down and sit down with Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Like I would take the five hundred thousand dollar dinner. <laughs> you sat down with Jay-Z though, you don't count. Yeah, but I still would have took I would have <laughs> still took the dinner, right? Right. And the reason why is because that, to me, if you can make me go forward, if I could get knowledge of you to make me make more money or make me more successful, that, to me, is better than uh, upfront money. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, I, looked, I, I was just at Leo Cohn's event, and Jay is still a Brooklyn dude. <laughs> Like, I, I came over to him with the mic. He was like, why don't you do that? <laughs> and to me, that is more than the 500 grand. Mm -hmm. It's it's more to me than getting knowledge, right? Every executive I ever met, they always told me, you have too many people with you. Mm -hmm. It's distracting. I don't know who's who. Jay-Z is the only person in the world that told me the best trait about you is you having your crew with you. Mm. Sparse. Grant Cardone told me the same advice. He said, mm. you know what? I love your crew. And I love that you have your crew around you. Mm. These are two billionaires. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm not it's in millionaires because I'm not Kanye. Like, what Kanye I see you have said. a chain. Yeah, yeah, I got a chain. I'm, I'm definitely just a millionaire. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not you no know, not here yet. Not yet. I'm trying, goddammit. Right. But um, it made me realize that holy shit, Jay Z's peace of mind is having Emery around. Mm -hmm. Jay Z's peace of mind is having Tata around. Jay Z's peace of mind. Is having bigs around. Mm -hmm. And he can tell me, he can look at me and say, some of the best things that you you doing right now is you being around your crew. That shit touched me. Mm -hmm. 
that shit made me move forward in a different direction. It made me want to say, oh, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. And like I said, Grant Cardone, he came around us in two minutes. He was like, hey, how y'all doing? Boom, boom, boom. Damn, Nori, you got a crew. Yeah, boom, boom. Then he he suddenly said, I'm giving you 4000 I need you to make me $4 million. He's like, I'm in. Like, he got the joke. Like, he got the joke. He wasn't offended. And what I'm saying is a lot of times in life, in life, we go with the tradition. And the tradition is, hey, man, you go with just you and your friend to a meeting. You, you, you show up early. No, still show up early. But if they don't love your friends, they might not love you. Mm. It's a reflection. Like if, if, if a person, if I walk in a room and a person treats Talib wrong, knowing that Talib just walked in the room with me, that's a problem. Yeah. Because they have to respect your conglomerate. They have to respect your unit. They have to respect your unity. Mm-hmm. And when a person can't, and the person can't see that, that's a problem. And that's that's the compliments that 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 one of the richest guys I know who I have his phone number gives me. It's yeah. like, yo, you don't you don't turn your back on your crew. You want a private jet is nothing, Nori. You want a private jet with your homies. Is everything, and you definitely took the whole drink champs. Yes, crew I did. Yes, I did. On a private jet, and and yellow springs. I love and, it. And by the way, you don't even understand. And I know we way over an hour because I know, but we good. No, it's beautiful. Um, um, you don't understand the morale that boosts for the next man. If a man is a hustler, or a woman is a hustler, or somebody, and they get a chance to roll with you. And they get a chance to be in these environments, they should immediately upgrade their self. You know what I mean? Like, like, like one of the best stories I ever heard was that Jay-Z turned down the Puma deal. And Emery said, let me step it up. Now I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if this is exactly the way it happened. But what I'm saying is, that's how great we should be. It's like, yo, I should, if I could turn down this and then my boy step up. That's hard. Yeah. That's yes, hard. Indeed. Like, he's not asking me for money. He's saying, I'm going to make my own money. Like, that's what it is. I want to make bosses. I don't want to make a person who has to, excuse me, who has to uh, rely on me. I did that. I did that in the past. I did that where everyone is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm taking care of 50 people and, 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 no, I want I want to put you in a position to where you're the man. I want to put other people like that shit is so dope going out and everybody's buying their old bottles. Mm. And everyone is sitting there, we just all having a good time and we all and it's like, "All right, cool. This is really what it is. This is really what it is 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 I'm sorry cuz Jay might kill me for this. But he also told me another great thing. He said, I live where I live. I don't live in the place I live. I live where I live. Mm. Like, I do my own parties. Mm-hmm. I have people come to me. He like, me, Tata, Emery, we have people come to us. <sighs> yeah. I don't understand it. I don't know if y'all understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. I get it. He 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 can live anywhere in the world. He has access to live anywhere in the world. 
in all actuality, he still lives with his homies. Mm -hmm. That's what he was trying to tell me. It's like, you're so much greater when you can make somebody else great and they recognize their greatness and be great and then make other people great. Like, I seen Todd that just signed a fucking deal with India. <laughs> the country. The country. <laughs> this is unheard of. Mm -hmm. This dude is from Marcy Projects. He's the friend of a friend. And Tata just closed the deal with Universal India, some shit like that. Like, I don't, I, shit, I, don't, I, I ain't no Bali out there making, no, that's not, Bali's a whole other country. I ain't no, oh, what is it called? The Bollywood, Bollywood. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know Bali, Bollywood was that crazy. Mm -hmm. But he's out there making deals. He flew out here the other day and I hit Tata. He was like, yo, bro. I gotta do this deal. I gotta, I gotta finish this, 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 that. That shit made me feel so good. And you know what it made me do? Wanna help my friends. Like Tata is now one of the most powerful people in the industry. So is Emery. You know what I'm saying? Lenny's. These, these, yeah. these are people are. These are these are big figures. And now they they made it so big. That people ain't fucking with them just because of Jay-Z. They fucking with them for their own intelligence. That's right. And that's what I love. That to me is like, that's my goal. So that's why when Jay said that to me, he said it to me two or three times. He's like, yo, you keeping your crew around you? Because one, he what he's saying to me is, you keeping based. You keeping your shit down. You keeping, you keeping your sanity. By having and by not going into these other worlds. Like if I go to LA, I'm in LA, but I'm in Norrieville. You're in your own, yes. If I go to New Orleans, I'm in New Orleans, but I'm in Nori, an old part of New Orleans. When I go to New York, I'm in New York, but I'm a part of my own part of New York. I don't have to participate in everyone else's world. And that has been a blessing to me. It's been, it has been one of the greatest blessings to me. You know, you asked me earlier, and I don't know if my wife is still here because I ain't going to try to show off for her. But you asked me earlier, like, that's that's the reason why I, got, I have my wife with me, with my crew. And we're like not a part of the society anymore. We're part of our own society, not secret society. Let's I understand not, what let's, you mean. Let's not spread Nuri, Illuminati Nuri, rumors. All we ask is trust. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that that changed my life. That changed my world to see the growth in people, to see how hip hop has really, really changed the world. And I'm not saying this as a cliche. I'm saying this because it's true. Like I now, I, I remember me, me trying to live in the high society. And what I mean by that is like go to the nice restaurants, go vacation, and me not seeing nobody from hip hop. Mm -hmm. To now I can't see nobody without hip hop. No doubt. Hip hop has really grew. It really has been a blessing to all of us. And, I, and I'm, so, I'm so happy to say this. It's not just black people. Like I was watching a documentary the other day 
And they was like like trying to describe how Puerto Ricans was a part of hip hop. Is this the um the Jesse Terrero? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. But Shout when you look, Jesse. when you look, when you look, there's white people in every scene. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we're recognizing the Puerto Ricans. We are. Let's just be clear. Mm -hmm. But Martin Luther King always has somebody walking with him. So what I'm trying to tell you is there's a great person in every society. We have to accept that. Like I said, it's hip-hop. Like, I, I want to bleed hip-hop. Because I, I, I will automatically judge you if you know the adventures of Slick Rick. Yes. Like, I think you're a good person. Yes. Like, it's a litmus I, test. You can, be the, you can be the most idiot, phallus, murderer in the world. Right, but if you sing Hey Young World But if you sing Hey Young World, you got me. <laughs> like, you got, if you sing Mona Lisa, I'm being honest, my guards is down. Mona Lisa, if you, like, and that's because, like, I really am, I don't want to say hip-hop, but I really am hip-hop. I really eat, bleed this shit. I love, I love, I love that. Talib Kweli is my friend. And I, man, we want a Black Star album, bro. We want <laughs> like I love that I can still be your fan and your friend at the same mm -hmm. time. I feel the same. This, this this society has made it so. Just because I disagree with you, don't make me a hater. Mm -hmm. And just because you disagree with me, don't make you hating on me. Mm -hmm. Like we have to come back to the time where I can say, "Yo, Talib, I drank some Ace Spade last night." And it didn't go too good for me. You're mm -hmm. supposed to say, yo, Nori, I told you stop that, doing that. That doesn't make you a hater for telling me mm -hmm. your opinion on how I conducted myself or whatever. But that's what the society is. If I have a difference of opinion, they, you call me a hater. Or you call me whatever, whatever. And I just don't come from that era. I come from an era where I can critique you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can say... I didn't like what you did right then and there. So that's that's what it is. No doubt. I love it. I love I, I, I love I love real relationships. That's why I love our relationship. You know, a lot of people don't know it. We don't, I don't post every time. I don't get off the phone with you and be like, yo, me and Talib just spoke for two and a half hours. Right. Like we are on two and a half, three hours right now. We don't care. Right. Because like, it's just natural, right? But I love our relationship. I love that you can say, yo, that's listen, right. Nori. I didn't like that interview. I didn't really get it. But I understood the position you was at. Mm -hmm. And boom, boom. And I could vice versa. We could be like, yo, bro. Yo, man. You know, the Dave situation. I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Because I, had, I, I, I hadn't I had been told no in so long. <laughs> that being told no was like, really? That's exactly what you said to you. You said, I don't like being told no. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Right. Like, I'm going to try to get you to say yes so bad that if you say no, it's like, whoa. Like, I didn't think of that part. Like, because I, I, before I call you, I'm going to think of every seven scenarios mm -hmm. for you to say yes. So if I still be told no after that, I'm just not used to it because I really, I'm really an artist artist. Like, I want the artist mm -hmm. to feel comfortable. I'm not, I don't ever want anybody on my show to be like, yo, I ain't feel like this. Like, we just did an interview with somebody. I won't say his name, but it didn't go out correct. Someone yelled out something from the crowd that didn't didn't apply to it. Mm -hmm. 
he felt offended and immediately he was like, yo, I think we shouldn't use it. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you to be offended. I'm an artist, artist. I can't turn on the other side, on this side of the fence, and then not respect how I felt when I was on this side of the fence. Because then you become an agent. Then I become an agent. Not one of us. Agent is too nice of a word. It's something else we got to use. You become... An interloper. Yeah, you be, yeah. So, so I won't say the artist's name, but when... So I said, you know what? You made me lose this amount of money. You made me lose... But I would rather you do the interview and want to post than you to do the interview and you don't post at all. That's right. Because it's like, you're not claiming us and we're claiming you and that's not... You're here giving people their flowers. You're creating mm. safe spaces for people to come in mm. and want to share their stories. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And to your point that you were talking about with the Jay-Z stuff, mm. we're not looking for new followers. Mm. We're looking for new leaders. Yes. But I just wanted to say how much you mean to the culture, how much uh, I know you're supposed to be giving my... I'll give you yours too. I can't I can't help it. But um, this is dope. Um, just sitting down and just commercing and just talking mm. and just... You know, building because some of these things I never said before, ever. Yeah. And some I have said before, and some need to see it again. Mm-hmm. But this is this 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 is dope, man. Like I, I'm like, I'm so happy where hip hop is as far as the media concerned. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, we we taking over our own thing. That's right. You know what I mean? Like um, like like I was saying earlier, like Jay's my man. I love it. Um. Uh, uh, you know Kevin Hart, all all, all these people. You know Gail King. People, even Gail people King. People don't even know how Kevin Hart been on a bunch of your records. Too. Yeah, yes, yeah. and even Gail King. Let me just tell you something, Gail King. You belong on Drink Champs. Now. Let's go. Let's go. Like the culture has held you down. She be at the shack with us. Yes. Well, you know she hanging needs, out. She needs to take some shots. Of Deleon <laughs> with me, take some Ace of Spade. Yeah, that's that's that because I have seen the coach's reaction, and the coach's reaction was like, "Damn, you know." I guess sometimes they forget, but the real reaction is, "Okay, girl, Hove gave you the ultimate swing, right? The ultimate Grand Slam home run. He gave it to you." Now you got to give it to someone else. That's right. Come sit down with the People's Party. That's right. Come sit down with Joe Budden. Come sit down with me and Osworth. Yeah. Come, yeah. Or even go Come on Carisha, please. With, do Carisha, please, Gail. <laughs> do Carisha, please. Come sit down with uh, my expert opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, drink chess. You know, I'm just letting you know. I'm I'm making you drink. <laughs> I'm making you drink. I might pass you a blunt. It might get real for you. You know what I'm saying? Well, but the only reason we ain't smoking in here is because we in wifey spot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't got no bud. I forgot to bring bud. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's that's what I, I I'm saying, man. Is like our culture has to help hold down our culture. It has to be more of this type of love. It has to be more of us visiting each other. And when we have a person like Gail King, we have people like that. They should sit down with us too. No doubt. If that's what you, if you're gonna get our culture, which is not to say this is not her culture, it's like, like of course this is her culture mm-hmm. too. But you know your NBC, ABC, CBS type of journalist. If you coming in the hip hop, you coming, then you gotta give it back. Yes. 
And I, I think this could be fixed fast. I agree. I think, I think she, I, listen, how about this? Gail, do Carisha, please. <laughs> I would like to see Yo, it. Yeah, that would be crazy. I would like to see it. How about, hey, right. you don't even got to sit down. Listen, I need to see you get asked some ratchet questions. Yeah. You know, and that, 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 because I see how the culture changed when they, you know, mm-hmm. not changed, but they seen this. So, um, that's it, you know, um. I'm very happy that hip hop media is now being run by hip hop. Like right now, if you was to drop an album, you could do your own show and my show, and that should be all over the place. We've done it. I did that with Diamond D. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we that's had, right. That's we had right. Diamond D on my show, and me and Diamond D mm-hmm. came to your show. And we dropped that. That's right. God damn, I yeah, forgot right. about that. Damn, <laughs> your memory is good. Hey, you don't man, smoke I'm no on, weed. I'm on drink champs mad times. <laughs> yeah. So um that's what I, that's that's what I like I, at first, you know, people was calling me to critique certain things, and I, I don't want to critique. I want to take the good, the good. And the good part is if we stick together a little bit more, we could all help each other in the most tremendous way ever. Yes, indeed. I you are not my competition. I am not your competition. I, I say this is just my sister, brother, yes, cousin yes, podcast. Yes, yes. What you do is so phenomenal. What we do is so phenomenal. But I'm not buttoning on your heads. You're not buttoning on my head. Not at all. Um, we we uplift each other. Yes, we the uplift better each you other. do, the better I do. So vice versa. I would like I would like for people to understand that everyone everyone to understand that. Like I'm glad me and Joe Button is great. That's my dude. We 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 call each other and laugh all day. Like he he laugh at the shit I do, and I'm always laughing at the shit he do. Cause oh my god, he, his <laughs> name is Joe Button for a reason. He right. definitely. Push his butt. Right. He definitely pushes his butt. I'm, but I'm I'm just as proud as me and I was worth a game, you know? Yeah, shout out I, to Wallow and Gilly. What they do is special. I had Gilly on my show and I told him on the show, you need your own podcast. You need it. And he don't owe me nothing for that. Mm-hmm. But he actually did it. Yeah. He actually went out and did it and got Wallow. And so I'm just so proud. Even Mav Hoffa. Like, Mav Hoffa... A lot of people don't know, and I'm saying this with the most respect. Like, Mav Hoffa listens to me. Like, he's one of the guys that asks me for my opinion, and he applies it. If I say, yo, he'll be like, and then he'll show me. Like, look, Nori, I did it. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's me giving back. That's me giving the game. So, yeah, man. um, Thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for having patience. Thank you guys for coming to Juicy Juice Bar, my wife's establishment. Yes. I want to give her her props. This yes. was her idea. She she pretty much did all the groundwork. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud that, that we're here. I'm so proud that we took this time to, to wait this long to be here. But, yeah, I'm so proud that you guys came, man. Thank you guys. Love One you, million Ari. percent. Yes. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, the People's Party is proud and yes. honored. They yes. have the great... Nori in the house. Yes, by the way.